do it. Here we go. Ready? Sure. On the count of 64. 64. <laughs> you count faster than I do. Okay. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothie. Wait, wait, aren't you aren't you in the United Kingdom right now? Aren't you in Scotland? I, I am actually. No, where not, are you? No, I wouldn't be in Scotland yet. I think that's our second week there. So where are you now? Where am I now? Because today is Saturday, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just don't know. I, you know, we have a few things like that are like blocked out. Do you know what I mean? Like we sure. have to be... On the ferry, on the this I guess day. you don't need to say what the date is because people know the date because they live in that date when they're listening to this. Yeah, so they know it. Well, they might not know what the date is. Yeah, but you they know it. They know what date the show dropped, right. which is yeah. the day we're talking about. I, Saturday. By the way, this is something that really uh, messes me up. As okay, some like yesterday, someone handed me a form mm. and I got to sign the form, and then on the bottom it's also and please date it. And it's like, how would I know? <laughs> How would I know that it was, you know, the date that it was? Yeah. What, unless it's Christmas or my birthday, no. You know? Unless how, I see people waving how do you Canadian know flags. Your, how do you know it's your birthday then, if you don't cake. know the date? There's cake. There's cake. Other people will remember for you. Well, yeah. Saying. People would wish... Yeah, uh, I, I would have gone on Facebook oh, and, yeah. and wished uh, 200 uh, happy birthdays. That's nice. That's it a, is very that nice. Is a nice part of Facebook. And then some people will leave a little note and say something kind. Mm -hmm. And that's also a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. That's great. Um, yeah, I... You know, to be honest with you, I looked at the date... I looked at the date today, and I don't know what the date is now. 7th, I think. Yeah, when we're recording look. this. Let me look. You're we're breaking the illusion, but yes. on the 7th. Right. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry to break the illusion, everyone, whatever that illusion is. But yeah, I did look earlier today, and I don't, I don't normally go by dates, but I've been sort of excited because I have right. like an upcoming thing coming. Right. You know? And you got to forget them all because they got a totally different calendar in the UK. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. The Stonehengean calendar. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all really... just made by druids. <laughs> yeah that's a great thing about druids we don't know what they did we, we just make it up sure they, again make to up. me they are like ninjas like okay. you know did they really exist oh maybe but well, i think like most of what we think of is probably bullshit and yeah. not real you know they're mentioned in caesar's uh annals of his uh, conquering of, of great britain like uh -huh. he mentions annals <laughs> um sorry i was just thinking that julius caesar you know kind of famous bisexuals so oh i i thought yeah. it was gonna uh, i told him uh don't go julie don't go <laughs> don't go julie we're doing like old canadian <laughs> comedy references so uh yeah so he mentions them but it's like in very like passing like just like a sentence right so and from in, that we have like built up a whole right thing so you're a uh back in the day you're a druid mm. okay mm -hmm. uh what's your day like you go out you gather uh, herbs you smash some so. herbs together in well, the afternoon. Well, apparently, you ha what, what is it that uh, get a fix, whatever he's called now, I don't know, panoramics. Panoramics, yeah. Um, what is Vital he, statistics. What is he? What is he? he mistletoe. He's always getting yeah. mistletoe, right? Right, which is poison. That's his, <laughs> So he's poisoning people. It's really people. not the best he's thing. He's poisoning people. Yeah, it's probably not the best. I, so, I think mistletoe is poison. I don't know. So, uh, again, it's like one more poison thing you'd be bringing into mm -hmm. the house on Christmas for, yeah. to kill the cat. That seems wrong. <laughs> Why? Why are you killing the cat? That seems oh, because unfair. you got poinsettias in there, and that'll okay. poison the cat. And they've got mistletoe well, hanging poison, above a door. It'll poison everyone. Then occasionally the uh, well, then, yeah, why aren't but, you worried about the dog? 
Dogs, uh, I mean, dog will probably die too. Yeah, probably. But if for some reason, poinsettias and cats, they always make a big uh, point of that. Oh, really? If you yeah. have a cat, don't get a poinsettia. No. Or at least leave, get it. Really? Yeah, no. Poinsettias will kill. Yes, yes. That's a that's a big thing. You look at any um, you know uh, warning chart about Christmas, and that's like about the first <laughs> thing. Warning chart. Yeah. Christmas. Well, it's like what what will? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have never. I didn't even know there's such a thing as a warning chart about Christmas. Oh, there is. Yeah, and the, there's one for uh, for Easter too, which is like don't have lilies around if you got a cat because a cat will eat the lilies and the oh. cat will get poisoned. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Cats get so poisoned. If you have a cat, are you allowed to have any flowers? Sure. They seem kind of. It seems like cats are asking a lot of us. Sure. That's interesting. You never know about the poinsettia thing. That's pretty. Yeah, I know. That's I didn't a, know that. That's the kind of thing that the news like mm. just drops at the end of the news. Uh, all of a sudden, and just remember, oh, by the way, keep the keep the poinsettias away from the cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we have vets that listen to this. We don't. I let mean, me ask. Let me ask our, our vet friends uh, who you have actually seen in person and know they actually exist. And, I, I, and to I me, seen... they're like ninjas and druids. <laughs> sure, well, whatever. In well, theory. when I saw them, they were robed and they were they had a small stone hinge that they were uh, they seemed to. Did be... they have a sickle? A sickle? Yeah, two of them. Okay. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, it's sickular. <laughs> uh, but am I wrong? Like, okay. uh, I don't know about mistletoe, but like poinsettias, for sure, I know. Yeah, that's yeah. poison for cats. Okay. Lilies, I'm, yeah, that's poison for cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mistletoe, poison for cats? How let about, us know. And let holly? us know way in the future. Are holly berries rec- poison as well? We can have holly berries in the, Probably, the yeah, house with your cats as well, as well. I could look up things that are poison for Probably cats. Probably Christmas trees are poisonous. They also fall over on cats. They do. I don't know if they... It also, I think, has to be a thing that a cat would want to eat. Okay. And so, you know, some things look like food to cats. All right. All right. Let's see. Plants that are toxic. So, yeah. Don't... To cats. Because we gave up... Because of, we got Risa, we had to give up our Christmas blowfish that we would hang from the tree. Sounds right. Yeah. What plants are the most uh, toxic to plants? Uh, what plants are most toxic to cats? Cats. That's okay. right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so uh, we got uh, lilies, uh, azaleas, chrysanthemums, okay. English ivy, yeah, uh, daffodils. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, that sounds like our garden. Is it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. They they like the SPCA has a whole list here of mm. uh, toxic and non toxic uh, plants. We were going to do one of those with uh, sparks, which was um, uh, a list of things you know for each season to. Uh, you know, uh, make sure your cat gets this and doesn't okay. have that. Okay. Yeah. So that still hmm. might be happening. So, you know, for all the things. So they recommend to not have them in the house. But people, like, well, what, it depends. So you got an outdoor cat. What if your neighbor's got growing lilies? Can you, are you allowed to go over there and say, hey, could you stop growing lilies? I have a cat. No. You, no, things could happen. But if, <laughs> you're, if your cat comes in and is feeling sick. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll go like. Oh, the, uh, when the vet goes, what have it, what have they been eating? Yeah, you go. I don't know, but our neighbors have lilies. Okay, then that's a thing that gives mm, the vet a clue, sure. probably, and then they can uh, take care of that instead of like I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's not not my business. Yeah, yeah. We live and let live in this fucking house, and it's huh. like weird, very rebel house. Um, we have we have a friend who is a vet, and they had an emergency animal clinic, and I think I mentioned it before, but the most common problem was animals that had ingested drugs. Yeah. That was the most common emergency for Yeah, them. those are the those are the cool pets. <laughs> the dogs always had sunglasses on, it's true. Yeah, and you're all yeah. and, and they're saying to their pets, Listen, I don't want you to ingest drugs, but if you do, please just do it under my roof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, and it's because they're the cool <laughs> Again, I'm not a parent, uh yeah. and uh 
But uh, that's strange. That still doesn't make make sense to me. No. I got people in my family that do that. And it's like, really? It's like, yeah, yeah, well, we just, we know they're going to be drinking. No, no, there's that <laughs> sentence is the wrong sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they're going to be drinking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so we'd rather they do it uh, under our uh, roof. And it's mm. like, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe that's not the thing. Yeah, mistletoe is, looks like it's I might American mistletoe. I might be uh, I might be a bad example of this, but toxic to dogs, toxic to cats, toxic yeah. to horses. Oh, so you may find that in one of your horse mysteries. <laughs> but uh, poinsettias are toxic to horses. Yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, mistletoe. Oh, really? Mistletoe. Mistletoe is uh, you can tell they're poisoned because of vomiting, diarrhea, low b- blood pressure. Difficulty breathing and a low heart rate mm. as a sign that yeah. your pet has been poisoned by mistletoe or, and has been smooching. <laughs> maybe your other pets underneath the mistletoe. Well, they shouldn't. I mean, I think it's fine to smooch under the mistletoe, but just don't eat it and then smooch. Mm. Skip, well, a, got skip a step. Ooh, that's a good point. Is I guess I'll have to get the mistletoe. <laughs> Please continue with the other subjects. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say that I feel like maybe I'm a bad example, or uh, maybe I'm the exception or whatever, but like. Our daughters, well, Eve's the one who, Eve drinks, Mary doesn't drink, but... Um, is that because uh, Eve drinks Mary's drink before Mary... That's right, Mary is too slow to start drinking. Yeah. No, I think Mary probably inherited my uh, aversion to alcohol. Like, I just don't like it. Like, it doesn't even smell or taste good to me, like, at all. Like, but your aversion was also kind of based on people you saw that drank mm-hmm. that was like, oh, sure. I don't want to be that. Yep. Yep. She didn't get that same No, she didn't. Thing. No, she did not. But, um... Another neither girl drank before, like till they were of age. To so, yeah, yeah, social yeah. drinking age. And then, then Eve Eve went all in. But yeah, uh, yeah, she's a regular party girl. But yeah. Mary not so not interested in it mm-hmm. as a thing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I just, I just think that's a weird, you know, like you know, like it's kind of like I, you know they're gonna drive their they're gonna drive a car before they before they have their license. It's better if I'm with them when they're driving the car without their license. Like, no, I, I don't think you should. That seems like a weird. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like if it's if it's wrong by themselves, it's wrong with you. Yeah, my my take on it is uh, is that you know your brain's still developing till it's like early twenties. Mm. So you know uh, it's not it's not great to be doing that. Even though you know, and you're at a young age, you don't you know of course of course you want to fit in and everything's awkward mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, and it takes care of uh, certain uh, problems that you have. Uh, at that age which is just this incredible anxiety and feeling like an idiot and this one gives you a reason to be an idiot so it's like i was drinking oh that's right why are you an idiot i'm just dumb (laughs) uh but it also like takes the anxiety edge off until it doesn't uh maybe it makes you mean uh but yeah your your brain is developing at that point you shouldn't be you know taking intoxicants like that and yeah it's not it's not good not good for your noodle but you think you are <laughs> as developed as you're going to get like you don't think like yeah my brain's still cooking but it but it is and uh, and that's my beef with it yeah but in many other ways you're being told you're an adult and have to make all these adulty choices so it's hard to then hear but you're a kid now, anyway, pick yeah. what you're going to do for the you're living for the rest of your life. Well, that's the thing. Like, and uh, and if you're like my parents, and hey, you guys, you should move out of the house because it's eighteen. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, you're as a kid, you're probably doing one of the most dangerous things you'll ever do in your life. Like, very quick, very soon, when you become a teenager, you start you start driving. Mm, not yeah. me, but yes. But yeah, most kids. I didn't. I, I didn't start until I was in my twenties. But but uh, most kids, you know, at the age of sixteen or 
out and about. Well, not the same. It's I mean, they've changed it now. So there's like a year before you're officially. Well, I think bi- biologically at that point, you know, you have that uh, thing that's in your brain that has, oh, I got to leave the house, <laughs> which is there because otherwise you would live with your parents forever. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that that kicks in. So yeah. coincidentally, that's also the age that, you know, you're allowed to drive a car. Both those things go together really, really well. So for some people, I think it just really like just gels with that biological mm-hmm. urge of just like my freedom is this car and so they need it whereas i had freedom already because i was like leaving on the bus and you know i could i could go other places on my own and it was i was fine so yeah yeah, i never had the car urge (sighs) well i have to say i did have the car urge but i also had the incompetent gene so i couldn't uh get the two together but i was it was always um a block a mental block to me the idea of like Asking a girl to go to the movies and then riding on the bus with her to the movies. I just, this is like, oh, no, I can't, can't do that. Can't do that. But uh, yeah, I just, I think it's, uh, I think most people who started driving when they were young, young, even when I started driving when I was 20, I think most of us will agree that we weren't making the best decisions at that mm-hmm. age, you know, and I, I mean, I see it all the time when I'm, when I'm driving now, I see, you know, young guys, you know, just zooming down the freeway. Weaving in and out of traffic, and mm-hmm. you're just like that's not a recipe for success. But uh, you know, when you're that age, you're indestructible. Your 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 life. And what is else infinite. do you got? Yeah, that's yeah. And I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I've been doing... What other thrills can you uh, afford and do? And yeah, uh, what do you got? And you've got that urge, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is fun to drive fast. There's no no joke about that. It's and you get true. the admiration of your peers. Until you don't, and then they fuck off because <laughs> something happened, and then off they yeah. go, and you find out who your friends are. Mm. I guess you do. I mean, yeah. I remember there was a, a guy who, a day after graduating in my grade, in my grade, he died in a car accident, just driving too fast, hit a telephone pole. That was the end for him. Mm-hmm. The day after he graduated, like all that, all that work to get through school, graduate, your step, making the next step into your life, and then it's over. It seems so. What a waste. I think, you know, we had those movies, uh, you know, your blood on the highway type movies <laughs> that they yes. that they showed in the uh, cafeteria. And it was all, you know, gore fests and all these horrible things. And to, to me, it's like, uh, I think here's the mistake that was made. This my this is my sure. ju- judgment on that. Yeah. Ian Pass's judgment <laughs> is, um, yep. okay, so you're a kid. You, the idea of death is, uh, no. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, that might happen anyway. You might have a tree fall on you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you may might know one kid in school who had a disease and yeah. died. Uh, something like that. But it means nothing. But embarrassment is your constant friend. <laughs> so what you need to do is you yeah. need to show how drinking, yeah. plus maybe driving, yeah. can make you shit your pants. Or just make you do something that's completely stupid. You know, thanks for saying that when I was taking a drink. Sure thing, but like, I think that's the stronger angle. It's yeah. just like you're not going to be in your right state of mind. Here's what's going to happen then. You're no, going, true. yeah. You could really like make yourself look like an ass. Mm. And let me just say, here's how things work in high school. Everyone's going to remember that for the rest of time. Yeah, and you're going to be, and then you cut to a 30 year <laughs> high school reunion. Hey man, remember that time you shit your pants in chemistry? And it's like, oh. Try to get away from that. And I was like, you never will, man. Never will. And it's like, okay, so just, just you know, uh, sure, sure. think of all the embarrassing things that happen to you yeah. when you're when you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you could do also a thing of like, here's how you think you look 
Hey, baby. How about a little smoochy smooch? Here's how you really look. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, you look like an, uh, a creep. Sure. So, yeah, go with that. You know, you get mad too soon. You know, uh, you get into a fight. You know, you get your nose broke. You know, and uh, and no one's going, good for you. You know, they're going, oh, that guy. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I guess. I think they just went too extreme. That's my thing. The, well, I think embarrassment the, yeah. is more embarrassment is more of a threat to a teenager yeah. than the idea of mortality or maiming mm. is. <laughs> you've gone too far. Yeah. You've taken it too far. Yeah. And once you've gone too far, you've almost made it cool. Because yeah. cause you've just showed them a horror movie in the cafeteria. And, you know, it, the cool thing there is to not react or to react with joking. And now you've uh, made that world uh, that. And you can't say, like, when your friends are... You know, asking you to drink, you can't go just like, but we could die, fellas. And it's like, <laughs> he's, and but but you could say, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of you know mm. Jennifer. Yeah, you know, and be stinking of booze and just go. No, I'm not doing that tonight. But are yeah. you trying to stop people from driving badly, or are you trying to stop people from drinking? I think all the like time? I think drinking to ex- or at least to excess. Okay, the cool because the cool thing is to drink to excess. It's not to have. Oh, social drink, and here you are. Blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. It's just like I got hammered last night. That's the that's the brag. Sure, sure. So let's connect the hammered last night uh, with embarrassment, mm. and you're looking like a bit of a knob. Yeah. And then I think the driving will take care of itself. Mm. You know, that's my, that would be my hope. But if you go straight to drinking and driving, yeah. And you know, now your face is smeared on the pavement. It's like you're just gonna have people go cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I thought the problem with that film was that it was boring. Like at first you're okay. like. First you're like, oh, that's terrible. People, you know, people died in an accident. By the time you're at the fifth vignette of a car accident, you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> we get it. You know. And then when you're at your tenth, you're like, oh my god, how long is this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I did a, uh, I did an anti. <clears throat> it wasn't anti actually. That was a big thing. It was like it wasn't an anti drinking and drugs play. It was sure. one of those plays, exactly yeah, yeah. what you think it was. <laughs> uh, but we would just. Don't give, worry, you guys were cool. Yeah, we were cool. Two, two of us, were, three of us were. Um, we would, uh, we would give information. Yes. that was the thing. We wouldn't make a judgment. We okay. would give information. Fair enough. So you know, what yeah. drug does what, and how long does it last, and what does what. But it would be that scenario of just like, hey, oh, the party's right wrapping up. I gotta go home. You know, my dad says I gotta be home by like midnight or I'm grounded. Okay, let's go. Wait, we can't drive. You've been smoking weed. Hey, it's all right. I drive better when I'm uh, high. It's like, <laughs> all right. And freeze. Now, what should they do at this point? And you, you gotta go to the end. But like, I think what we were trying to lean into on that was, again, just like, you're being a jerk. Not that, <laughs> Not that you shouldn't because there's consequences of you get in your car and you're going to immediately like smash into an old lady it's you know you know you're putting your friends in a bad position yeah, they can't yeah. say no now yeah you know you're endangering them that's not good and uh, you're an asshole <laughs> and that's what we were trying to do sure uh yeah except for the weird i mean we've never done so much drinking and drugs in, you know in my life is that play because you're bored and you're up north <laughs> and you're doing it with hippies so it was like being a vegetarian and also, you know, doing all this stuff. <laughs> it may have actually put me off most drugs, though, myself. Like, it worked for me because it went, I don't want to be a hippie. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I associated it with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which might also be a thing. I think I did, too. It's like associate drinking with someone who's not 
at all, you know, something you want to be. Yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I don't want to be that. It's something you don't get at all now, but when we were teenagers, when you went into Vancouver, you were regularly offered acid on the on the streets by people selling blotter yeah, acid. Yeah, acid and hash, yeah. Blotter acid. You it, was know? Like, was uh, like, acid. it was whispered at you. Yeah. Hey. I'd be like, uh, no thanks. Weird hippie. And yeah, because, you know, like we were... We were against, we were, we were the, you know, a generation or two removed from, from that. So they just seemed like these kind of almost like relics. Right. But honestly, they could Really, like shipwrecks, be, really. They could be giving you nothing. That's the well, thing. yeah. Well, I wasn't worried about, that wasn't that part of it. I know, it but I'm like, also like, it's a real trust game. <laughs> of just like, you know, if, you, if you're offered like marijuana and you see, and you see it, yeah. yeah, it could be. It's just a bag of seeds, man. It could be oregano. It could be something. Yeah. It could be whatever. Uh, that's dumb because that's just too much effort to put into something. Yeah. But like, you know, a little piece of paper. Sure. Well, it takes nothing to like cut a bunch of paper up. Yeah. And like go like, yeah, here's acid. Okay. And I'm not hanging around with you right now. I'm yeah. leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there we go. I would think that you'd want to have like a reputation, of, you know, that you wouldn't want your. It depends. If you want to make a lot of money fast and then fuck off, mm, you know, guess, then, yeah. then yeah. that's a different situation. Yeah. Yeah, it depends what, yeah, I guess I guess you wouldn't know. I'm really tripping right now. Are you? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like a lot of people not knowing what it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. Ah. I feel like I'm one with the universe. Are you? And the universe goes, no, you're not. Like, oh, <laughs> wait. That's a sign that the universe was The universe has never to talked to me before. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shut up. Nothing. Uh, pardon? Oh, the universe speaks French. Damn it. I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that was quite common. I have no idea if the girls do do drugs. I don't think Mary would. Should you know? Uh, I mean, no. It's not none of my business, I guess, in a way. But I, I'd still like to know. <laughs> I still like to be nosy. I just don't ask, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't ask, don't tell is my uh, motto. No, I just... Uh, yeah, it I is such a different world now in that there's so many... So when it comes to like pot, like marijuana dispensaries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere. They're like coffee shops. Well, that's the thing. And it's legal. So there's like nothing more. There's no moral reason. No, it could still be a moral reason if you want to impose one on it. I mean, alcohol is uh, alcohol is you know uh, legal as well. But there you could you know impose a moral. Uh, you know, that always that anymore. always goes well. Hmm? I mean, you probably do have like a thing in your head of just like when you see someone who's drunk, you probably don't go. Well, that's that's fine, <laughs> or uh, ugh, or something. I'm maybe not moral. I'm less. I'm. Less that way now than I was when I was younger. Okay. And, you know, like, I picked, I, you know, I've regularly picked up Eve when she's had too much to drink. She'll call and yeah, call that, me for a ride. Yeah, that commercial. Yeah. The girls know that if they ever need me to <laughs> give them a ride, they can call and I will come right away. Right. And then you go, but I'm so wasted <laughs> on legal marijuana. <laughs> but I'm, I'll, you know, so... I have seen, like, not Mary, but Eve. I've seen Eve drunk, you know, several times. Yeah. And I don't, I don't condemn, I don't feel like condemnatory. How do you say right. that? Condemnatory? I don't uh, feel that way about it. I, I would have probably been more judgmental when I was a teenager in my tw- in my 20s. But now as a, as a, well, I'd say whatever you I am, uh, 57 You shouldn't be old. judgmental then because, you know, if you think you're a teenager in your 20s, mathematically you're just wrong. No, I said a teenager and in my 20s. Oh, and into your 20s. <laughs> Just meaning like around that, that time period, I was much more puritanical in my how I felt about those things. I'm less that way now. I think it's kind of a bad way. Was it a puritanical to... thing or was it just like knowing people, you know, that uh, drank and, and, and going, ugh, don't want to be that? 
Yeah, that's kind of puritanical. Is it? I, th- <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's yeah. coming from a different place. I think like, uh, you know, I don't know if I was puritanical about not drinking, but I had, uh, uh, I think it was my my sister's uh, godfather mm. was uh, an enormous drink. Okay. And he would like drink like a 24 of Labatt's. 24, I'm saying that actually out loud. Two four. In a day. Uh, yeah, um, while well, when he was over, like mm-hmm. he, there'd be like you know, f- two flats of uh, Labatt's that you'd constantly be drinking, and uh, he would call me Rosemary, not the best, I didn't like that much at all. I don't know where that was coming from, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he just stunk. So, like, and occasionally he'd go, Do you want a sip? and I'd take a sip, and it was awful. Yeah, so two things awful. one, uh, it's a guy calling me Rosemary, don't like that, <laughs> two, stinkeroo, yeah, three, blah, yeah. Uh, and so when the time came, like later on, I was just like, Would you like to dr- uh, drink a beer or ale? Uh, no, gross, mm. no, thank you. Same with wine, yeah, you know, I was offered wine at many a dinner, uh, when I was younger, and uh, ugh. <laughs> How about we drink something that doesn't taste awful? Yeah, yeah. How's that sound? I still feel that way about wine. And I don't know if that comes from a puritanical point of view. I don't think a moral point of view. It's almost like a tactile, uh, you know, just sensory mm. point of view. It immediately flashes me back to uh, something I don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm opposed to the idea that pleasure is sinful. And so uh, I just don't like the idea of judging people for their things they enjoy doing. I don't even know if he enjoyed doing it, so I don't know if I would put it into that. You like when I, when I think I, people, I think people enjoy drinking. I think I think like all drugs at first. Yeah, I think there's a there's definitely I think like most things that uh, you know uh, you can get addicted to. Uh, it starts with uh, a, a, a big high, and then it becomes normalized, and then it's less. I do this because I it gets me better than I am. Uh, and instead it becomes like a maintenance thing mm. of just like, oh, I just really could use a drink right now. Oh, really, I could use this. And, you know, I don't think when you're on your 14th beer, you're going, this is great. You, you know, yeah, but you're, drink, you're you drinking it because, because there's something person. inside you going, drink a fucking beer now. Drink it, drink it, or there's going to be consequences. Like, all right, fine. Here we go. I mean, people I'm, don't like cigarettes after the first couple, you know, mm-hmm. but you're still smoking them because, you know, otherwise you're going to have a bad reaction. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not at that people that are like outside in the rain, you know, outside their office smoking a cigarette <laughs> aren't going. Yeah, that's. Oh, wow. This is this is a Mal- Marlboro country. <laughs> I don't know. I've never smoked a cigarette, so I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, once again. You might like the first couple, but you my, won't it's, like the it's none of my like, business. And I don't, and I don't like the idea of like that things like that are like taxed to the hilt because we feel like what they're doing is wrong, and so it's okay to like exploit them, <laughs> you okay. know, to, to take all their money, you know, like so it's like twenty four dollars for a pack, <coughs> pack of cigarettes. And you're like, well, this is, seems kind of punitive. What's going on here? Right. What's motivating this? For, for, partly, it's a sense of like what you're doing is wrong, and so you should be punished for doing it. So we're going to put a lot of taxes on you. We can excuse that. Like if you had this many taxes on like going and buying a loaf of bread, we would like lose our mind. But it's Cause okay. Because you, you need bread. Because <laughs> you need bread. Yeah. You need bread. Yeah. You need bread. But, you know, and I don't think it's wrong to tax things, but I just think it's the amount of tax on uh, Should items cigarettes like and that alcohol that are, is crazy. Uh, pleasure, pleasure items yeah. be taxed the same <clears throat> then as uh, items that uh, 
you know, you need to survive. Yeah, no, uh, they're, but they're not, though. Like, we don't pay tax on groceries. You, know, you, you don't, don't pay tax on groceries? No. We don't? No. I didn't know that. Okay. You don't. It depends what you're buying, though, because there is a pleasure tax on groceries as well. So if you're buying a, a donut, you pay tax on that. But if you buy six donuts, you don't pay tax on that, because that's groceries. Oh, huh. so. i got to look at my grocery bill. <laughs> yeah, you should. Okay. So, yeah, so things like milk and, yeah, the, the staples are not taxed. But all right. If you buy and do you a, feel that's all right? That they're not taxed? Yeah. Or I should love they, it. Or should, okay, so those are, those are fine. Okay, but, you, but you're against pleasure tax. I'm not totally opposed to it, but I don't think it should be punitive. Like, I think it's crazy how much people have to pay for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know they get sick and they go to the hospital and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like, you can't, you can't look at, med- you can't look at, like, to me, you can't look at, like, medicine like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you were bad, so you can't come in the hospital because yeah, you shouldn't have been skiing. You it know, was, skiing is dangerous. Yeah, it was interesting that, you know, during COVID times, they kept liquor stores open, mm. which you would think would be, you know, uh, that's, that's something that's optional. Mm. But it's not because, you know, if uh, people had to stop drinking who had to drink. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very dangerous. Also, well, let's face it, during COVID, any, any thing that was like had a big lobby behind it got to be an essential service. Mm. So, uh, the restaurants, you know, we have to be open. What are people going to do without going out for dinner? Well, you know? well, they won't be able to eat. Some well, people. There's still stores. And so. Yeah, but some people don't have like the facilities at home to like cook food and sure. eat food, you know. So, you know, there's people that live in, you know, and some people don't live at home. Yeah. That's the other thing too. So, you know, yeah, you need a place you can go to eat. Mm. Do you think do you think like restaurants are a luxury? I think yeah for many I think it you don't think it's a luxury to no. go to the restaurant? Really? Oh. No, cuz some people that's where they eat. Oh, and that's weird. not necessarily a luxury thing. Yeah. That's where you eat. Yeah. You know, if someone goes to Tim to me, if someone goes to Tim Hortons in the morning before work, yeah. and that's where they get a coffee and a muffin and whatever, that's yeah. where they have their breakfast and that's not necessarily to me a luxury mm. uh, as opposed to them going to a store, yeah. buying a bag of coffee yeah. and a muffin or the ingredients <laughs> for a muffin and yeah. then cooking that at home and then eating it. I think that's the same thing. Huh. Yeah. It's much more expensive though to go to Tim Hortons and not get necessarily a and a coffee. Not necessarily. Tim Hortons coffees can be at least back in the day. I remember it's pretty cheap. Mm. And coffee that depending on what type of coffee you buy, uh, could be pretty expensive too. And same with muffins. You know, I mean, there's a reason people eat at McDonald's. It's cheaper to uh, eat a burger at McDonald's sometimes than it is to like make it at home. I would say one of their cheeseburgers. Hmm. I don't know. I never like. Looked at the, how, how much it costs to like a, if you bought like a like a thing of ground beef and then you could make several burgers over it depends how many yeah how many like how much ground I, the more ground beef you buy yeah the more burgers you could make sure yes but uh, you know it used to be you know a cheeseburger was, was like two bucks and so that's that's the meat that's the bun mm. that's the cheese I think it's that's much more pickles. than that now but yeah you're there's a, you're getting a lot there but it's still it's like I mean okay so you're buying a meal or you're just buying a burger. Uh well uh depends it could be it could be either what what's your what's your difference well I'm just thinking like because what is it now like fourteen dollars for like a like a combo meal at McDonald's not for a cheeseburger no. okay all right let's I don't find know out. I don't let's, know what it is sorry let's see how much is a cheeseburger I mean here's the thing right now 
if you want a drink at McDonald's, yeah. small, medium, or large, yeah. they're all a dollar right now. So that is cheaper than going to... Why do they to... have different sizes? <laughs> What's odd. that? I said, that's odd. Why do they have different sizes? Uh, because that's how much you want. Oh, okay. Also, it makes the large look a lot better. Okay. But like, say you're also giving it to a kid. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give, you know, your, uh, your six-year-old the Gigantor soda. <laughs> no, or, true. you know, they'll fall in it and, yeah. uh, and, and, and drown. Uh, yeah, let's see. So a cheeseburger is a dollar eighty nine in Canada. Huh. A double cheeseburger is two dollars and uh, thirty nine cents in, uh, in 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 Canada. Okay, full McDonald's menu. Do they have? Hmm. Let me see if they've got uh, the meals here. Nah, they got just the fill it all fill it all out. Well, I hope people aren't like living on cheeseburgers from McDonald's because that's about the emptiest calories you can possibly mm. be taking in every day. It does. You know, here's <laughs> here's what it does though. Is it like it it it. Uh, it uh, fills the need and feels like you're eating something. Yeah. And then you, I mean, I remember when I was like super broke and yeah. that was be what I would like save up for. It was like, it was a McDonald's cheeseburger with, uh, if you could get like extra toppings on it, extra onions, extra pickles, yeah. extra, extra, whatever they would give you. Uh, I could get that all. This is a million years ago. Mm. Uh, I could get that all for under $5. Okay. And like the sugar hit would also be there. The salt hit would be there from the fries. It would feel like there was enough, you know, kind of protein in the burger. Burger. And yeah, that would buy me a couple hours. Mm. I'd be okay. I could do whatever I needed to get done. And the idea of then instead buying all the groceries that it would take to make that would just be an impossibility. Sure. Yeah. What am I frying the potato in? Or am I getting that? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're cooking at home, you have, you have to like change your what you're making, of course. You yeah. can't be and thinking in terms of. You have to know like, how to cook. Can't be thinking, oh, I'm just going to have french fries, you know, but you could make mashed potatoes instead of having french fries. You could. You know. So I need a potato, I need butter, and I need yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. And a masher. And a pot. You could use a fork. You can mash your potatoes with a fork? Sure. Why not? All right. Let's see. I've, I, have, I don't think I've ever done that. Oh. I do it almost, I do it quite a bit. Cause you just, if you have nugget potatoes, you can like to squish them. What you could also them up, do. Beat them up with your fork, add some butter and chop it in. You can do the cheap, uh, the cheap mashed potatoes, which is uh, get the cheapest bag of potato chips that you, you can find. And then you uh, just pour those into some uh, boiling water. And then mash that up. Really? Yeah, it tastes good. Huh? It really does. Because it, it's just potatoes. Uh, potato chips yeah, yeah. are not dehydrated, but they're as close to dehydrated. Sure. Potatoes and salt yeah. and oil. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just put it into water. That rehydrates them. Uh, and then you just mash that up. And that's uh, that's mashed potatoes, man. You'll <laughs> taste them and go, that's mashed potatoes. Huh. It's weird. It's salty. Too salty, probably. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. it seems like a greasy, salty mess, but... I guess probably if you like, you're reading your, your Betty Crocker cookbook and then they're like, you can just use, you know, they'll be like, make mashed potatoes or, and then it'll be in bold, use Sheriff mashed potatoes, yes. you know, and you're just like, so it's supposed to be a time saver that you go and buy these like dehydrated mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, the dehydrated and... mashed potatoes are a, are a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, there's oh, also just a like lot. cheating. I mean, there's a lot of people too, including me back in the day, that uh, just couldn't cook at all. Mm. Like I really, I remember... Um, must have been I must have been 22 yeah and uh, and I had a girl over <laughs> and uh, and she said uh, let's uh, let's uh, make pasta and I was like okay and all we did was go and buy some pasta and yeah. buy some alfredo sauce yeah and then buy some shrimp like pre-cooked shrimp okay 
put that together. Yeah. It was amazing. And I went, I know how to make shrimp now. But I didn't know how to make that. <laughs> like, that was off the charts. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No idea what, the, what how to do that. Yeah, no, I didn't. That's why, too. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to cook either when, when I moved out. Because... My mom, that was her, that was her thing, I guess, or she, and she had no interest in passing on the knowledge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, My mom said I could have the family cookbook uh, when she died. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> like, I'd like to just know the recipes yeah. now, or, yeah. it's not like we didn't have photocopier technology. <laughs> like, my dad worked in an office with a photocopier, and like, just print me out hey, some of the recipes. You can't be using work stuff for home, um, well, we're... I mean, that's what I loved about the Betty Crocker cookbook, though, though, is it's such a basic, like a basic manual of, of, you know, like you want to know how to, how long do you boil a potato for? Yeah. Well, you go to potatoes in your Betty Crocker book, and then it tells you like how you boil a potato, how long it should be cooked for. Right. How do you do this? You know, all the various things. How do you bake a potato? How do you, like, even though that's basic and When people, it's cubed, uh, 12 minutes. If it's whole, generally about 16 minutes. Oh, a full potato? A full potato. Oh, okay. 16 minutes. Yeah. I usually do 26 minutes, but okay. 26 minutes for a potato? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Try, um, it, uh, try putting a fork in it at 16 minutes. See what you think. <laughs> See what I think. Uh, you may have larger potatoes than me. And yeah. who am I to judge? I'm not being puritanical. <laughs> That's way well, just being judgmental. That's different than being puritanical. But anyway. Uh... I'm trying to actually be helpful, I think. I'm trying to I'm save just, you 10 minutes. I'm not minutes. saying that you were being judgmental. You're All the right. one who's saying okay. you're being... Um, so... <laughs> But no, it's because it's funny though, right? Because like most cookbooks will skip that information. So what I liked about Betty Crocker was it assumed that you knew nothing, mm. that you were a big dummy like I was. And so then, you know, whatever I was making, it gave you like the basic, the most basic things to help you. Like this is, right. you know, and I do, I do appreciate that. And the that. cheat codes if you, uh, if you don't, and like here's how you, yeah. where you find the cake mix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, that's right. Yeah. And you or might sure, add for pudding to it. Yeah. Here's yeah. where you find the pudding. And now you've mixed something, which sure. is because you've had pudding sure. to cake mix. And there, it was handy for things like, well, you know, that's where, that's, you know, everyone loves my pies, but to be yeah, honest what's with, up with your pies? When did you start that? When when I was a dad and I wanted to make pies. And I went to Betty Crocker. <laughs> my Betty Crocker what book. were your first pies? Probably blueberry. Okay, that's a good start. Yeah. It's really hard to screw up blueberry. As in like, yeah. like if you if you undercook the blueberry... People are yeah. still warm blueberries. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> if you overcook the blueberries, fine. Yeah, it tastes good. Yeah. But yeah, I just learned how to make the crust from Betty Crocker. And people literally like go crazy for the crust that I make. Sure. And I'm like, guys, is this, is this Betty Crocker? Like, it's, seriously, it's something fancy. Like, I, it's just shortening and flour and salt and water. That's all it is. Well, people don't like fancy. No, it's true. They want something that tastes like they remember a pie tasting mm. like. Which probably is their mom's, which probably is similar to Betty Crocker. Yeah. So you're nailing their childhoods, sure. which is what they want. Yeah. And what's funny is I, I, I don't, mostly because I'm lazy, but I never add all the extra things they want to put in. Like, unless I'm making apple pie, I do use like cinnamon and stuff. But um, my dad didn't like cinnamon, so I never grew up with that. Oh, really? So it was all strange to me when uh, someone put cinnamon in pie. I was like, what's, what's going on? Was this problem that it was hard to pronounce? He kept saying cinnamon. Yeah. And he, like... we couldn't eat Pascetti, he kept saying. <laughs> And then you turn your back and he'd have it on his head. And it was like, you're an adorable child. Dad, can you take me to the library? The library? No, we can't go there. Uh, it's a whole smorgasbord. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Shout out to Mason Reese. Okay. Shout out. So, yeah, that to me was like a... Like my other, the other, my macaroni and cheese recipe comes from a home ec book that Lisa had from... Mm. But it's like from the 1950s. But it's a great home ec book. 
because it's full of like handy tips sure. and stuff like that for you know like just like how to make a bed, how to how to mend a dress, how to sew on a button. You know, those are good things to how know. How to find a communist? <laughs> Root them yeah. out. Root them out. Yeah, you know who a communist is. They don't have their shirt tucked in. Yeah, obvious. So yeah, no. Then I also learned things like a, you know, how dress dresses like the A line and stuff like that in dresses. Oh wow, I, I don't didn't know that. Yeah, that I didn't stuff. know that stuff at all. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I just did the whole That's marrying someone who knew that stuff. Mm, there you go. Yeah, I'm not a sculptor. My mom was a sculptor. Yeah, but I'm not a sculptor. Yeah, yeah, but I was a sculptor. Nah, then again, no. Um, uh, but uh, but P is an amazing sculptor. Okay, and uh, so it's like there's no need for me to learn this. <laughs> If there's any sculptor needs in this house, they're yeah. already met. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'll try and learn something. Yeah, don't, you don't need to duplicate skills. That'd be silly. Yeah, really silly. Yeah. So we're both doing the thinker? Why? <laughs> no point. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Uh, I would hardly recommend... Like, and it's funny, like, Eve is a really good cook. Like, I'm not a good cook. I'm a good follower of directions. Generally, that's me too, I would say. Yeah, I I have, like... If you said, you know, how are you going to spice it up with me? I'd just be like... Ah. I don't know, salt and pepper, <laughs> whatever. But Eve's like, oh, we'll add a dab of this, and we'll do this, and we'll put this in, and mm-hmm. it's always really great, you know. Nice. And she has a good sense of how things will go together, and she's very her whatever she cooks is always really delicious. And what I make is good, but mine is good in just a sense like I followed A, B, C, D. I followed all the directions except for the garlic part. I always add more garlic than I ask for. Okay. Other than that one slight twist to any recipe, do you taste as you go to see? Uh, no, I never adjust? taste it. In fact, I. I never taste it. Interesting. Like okay. when I make spaghetti sauce, I never. That's the difference. I never make. I never taste that it. That is the difference. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's probably the difference between you and her. Is, yeah. is it's something that I had to force myself to do. So things went along. Was like just taste as you go. Taste mm. as you go. Mm. Clean that spoon. Taste as you go. <laughs> and uh, and and adjust. Yeah. 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 And once you do that, then you then you get an idea of what's missing, what's mm. there, what's not. Mm. Yeah. Do it the first time around, definitely, like, as they tell you. Yeah. And then the next time around, you know, yeah, you can add like and tweaks. Spaghetti and sauce and stuff like that. I just make it to my own lights. I don't, I don't have any recipe that I follow for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine. I just make mine hot, hot like spicy. Okay. Like, I like, the, I like the spicy Italian sausage in it, and I like to add chili flakes to the olive oil before it all gets cooking and stuff. But other than that, I have no, I just put stuff in a frying pan, and then it's, then yay <laughs> before yeah before before i did it because you know my family asked me to do it um as in like my niece nephew and uh, and, and sister-in-law and brother-in-law uh the idea of like cooking a turkey was just like well let me just go to the moon <laughs> you know that's just bananas like you yeah, can't yeah. do that mm. why don't you build your own car you know out of spare parts okay sure mm, i guess technically i could uh but yeah there was uh, practiced on like chickens for a while Mm. And kind of got the idea behind it, okay. and then uh, you know, use measuring uh, probes, you know, make sure no one dies from uh, you know, raw turkey. Okay, and uh, and yeah, did all the did all the things. It's called and the now, meat thermometer. I think, that's but... what it. That's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have one that like goes from the oven to the counter, or do you yeah. just like check it later? Yeah, no, I have one that sits in the bird while it cooks. Yeah, you. Like... And so everyone, everyone. During the afternoon, goes and looks to make see where it's at. Yeah. Like, Dad, it's at it's at um, one sixty. Oh, do you uh, do you take it out at one sixty or do you no, take it at one sixty five? One eighty five. Oh, okay. All I'm right. pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure. I'd have to. I think it's one sixty five. Okay, I have not. I don't But I could be an, mixing up with. There is an chicken, argument to be made for one sixty, which is you take that out and it still cooks. Still cooks so yeah. it takes it up then to one sixty five. Mm. But you got to take the chance. <laughs> do you want to risk your family's lives? You'll see. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's very exciting, and everyone's waiting for the the bird to uh, reach that. I've still production. got to learn how to carve a bird, but the problem with that is it's something I only do once a year, so that's eh. not a lot of practice eh. time. You just make a mess. That's all I do. You just get a bunch of hunks of meat onto a plate. No one ever, no one ever comments. Yeah. You're not wrong. No one ever complains. And just put an enormous amount of sides out there. <laughs> then everyone's plates are nice and full, and it's all good. I cooked. We cooked. Our, I cooked our first turkey the first year we moved into the house. So that would have been in '97. Okay. I cooked my first turkey. And that was a big deal. You're right. It is. It does feel daunting because, and I mean, I put stuffing in it, and so that's another layer of of. Uh, excitement <laughs> you know but once again i just like i went to i didn't use betty crocker for it actually i had a different cookbook called cooking in color by pat jester mm. and which is where i got my fettuccine alfredo recipe from as well and she does she has good recipes for waffles in there but anyway um she i had like a like how you stuff the bird and stuff like that so right. it gave you like handy hints on how to get the turkey in such a place that you can but get the stuffing in it easily and how to, you know, how to skewer it closed and stuff so that the stuffing doesn't fall back out. I was looking up uh, Pat Chester. G-J-E-S, like Jester, like a court Jester. Oh, that's good, because otherwise Chesterfields come up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's really fallen from grace. Yeah. There it is. Cooking also in... the author of The Complete Cook. Cooking in Color, is it there? I'm yeah. looking I'm looking yeah. for it, but yeah. I'm, not, uh, I'm not seeing that one. And she also has a... a microwave cookbook she wrote. Oh. Yeah. Handy. I guess that dates her. That gives <laughs> brunch cookery. I'm not seeing cooking in color anywhere though. If you look at if you look at her picture on the cover, she definitely is of a of an era, and that era is the late '70s, early '80s. Judging by her dewdrop glasses and everything else, I wonder who uh, was Betty Crocker. Like, I wonder whose face was Betty Crocker. Oh yeah, or is it was just a made up made up face, oh, she's, like yeah, a composite? Oh, I don't think they go that far. Yeah, like because it looks like it's a picture, so that's a lot of work. It's, oh, so just it's like... a it's a painting with it. Oh, it's a painting. Yeah, yeah. that's probably yeah. still someone. It's kind of like Aunt Jemima or whatever. Where it's just like a someone drew a picture of a person. Right. They said that's what that's the person. There's Aunt Jemima. There's the Quaker Oats guy. There's there's Betty Crocker. You know what's what's weird? No one knows what Duncan Hines looks like, and he makes really good cakes. I see, and Mr. Christie. No one knows what he looks like. He makes good cookies. <laughs> Yeah. Why do they hide? Why are they hiding from us? Well, because otherwise you'd see them and ask for cookies. And that's true. If I saw Duncan Hines, I'd... Like, hey, where's the cake, man? <laughs> where's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> she's like, oh, this is a cake mix. Yeah. And then you kidnap the guy and then you ask for cake. Mm. And it's like, it's going to take an hour. It's like, all right. To me, as a person who's tried to make cake, I, pref- I actually prefer cake mix to my feeble efforts at making cakes. I think like what I get from Duncan, H- Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker is much better than the, cake- the cakes I've made. Well, what I do now is I'll do the uh, yeah, I'll do the cake mix, pour it in a slow cooker, yeah, and then mix up uh, a chocolate pudding. Use for a chocolate cake, okay. <laughs> and then you and then you put the and then you pour that in. Terrible and for you, vanilla. And then you get like a layered uh, situation that mm. slow cooks okay. through the day and also it's makes like it a lava house. cake. What's that? It's like a lava it's cake. Kind of, a little bit. It's okay. kind of, a little bit lava esque. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can do the same thing with a spice cake and uh, canned uh, like uh, apple pie. Uh, filling. Oh, filling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you pour you pour yeah, that yeah, in, yeah. and then that also raises up, and uh, you almost have like an upside down cake. Yeah. That sort of cooks itself, mm. and you know cooks over four hours, you know, in your house and makes your house smell amazing. <laughs> and then people <laughs> look at that feeling. and go, "What's this about?" Yeah. It's like that looked like a lot of work, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Lazy as hell. <laughs> Dumped a bunch of stuff in a pot. Yeah. That's away. all, and walked away, and it sorted itself out. Huh. 
That's good. I once made a cake. I guess I did it a couple of times, but I made a cake that was checkerboard. So you had to... Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work because you have to use um, little tinfoil dividers and you pour in your different cake colors. Oh, boy. You alternate them in. So you do chocolate, vanilla, chocolate. And then for the other one, you do vanilla, cho- chocolate, vanilla. Right. And so then when you put them together, you somehow you have to twist it when you put them together so that the, they're running at separate... Anyway, it doesn't matter. When you cut it up, though, it looks like checkerboard. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And then everyone's like, ooh, that was a lot of work. And you go, actually, in this case, it was a lot of work because it's really nerve-wracking because then you have to pull out the... You pour in the batter, then you pull away the uh, the little... before you, Just before you put it in the oven, you pull out the tinfoil. And so then they mm. kind of... But they're not... They, you know, they're viscous enough. They don't, like, blend together the, the cake batter. So then you put it in the oven and it cooks. And you feel quite good. But... That was all just cake mix. I didn't yeah. do any actual work. Do you watch any cooking shows at all now? No, I find it boring. Yeah, I find it boring. I like I liked when um, in the good old days, <laughs> like three years ago, when Bon Appetit did. I like their kind of more stunty things, like where um, I can't trying to make your own skittles. Yeah, where she would like make skittles or make Pringles and stuff like that. And I and I do like that cook a lot. And I did watch her YouTube channel for a little bit, but I, I, it's just not for what's, me. What's cook a lot? I like that. I did like her. I like like I like that person. A oh, lot. okay, all right, very good. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, but she has like a a YouTube channel now that she because she yeah. separated herself from Bon Appetit, and she um, but she, and Is she that makes Sola. You're talking about not Sola. No, no, no. no. She would help out and yeah, they wouldn't pay her as much. She <laughs> yeah, because she was really interesting. Because she she knew a lot about cooking. Like she had yeah. a really good like a deep knowledge of. Of cooking, but no, I'm thinking of I can't. Sorry, I just can't remember her name. Now she does uh, things with her husband, uh, Ham. Okay, and uh, they'll be like, you know, uh, lemon jello. Make a full meal, and everything in here has to have lemon jello. And it's like, yeah, okay, so and they'll, they'll make it all. And that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, that, that she had something on the Babish channel for as well, and then went on to her own thing. Sure, and that's like I say, that's interesting because it's more like stunt cooking. It's not just someone going, "How do you?" I'm going to make a. Oh, whatever. I'm going to make a strawberry torch. And you're going to be like, oh, okay. I guess I'll watch this person cook something. Oh, boring. Yeah, I used to like the... And I still do. Like the the Babish channel because they've got... Uh, first of all, he does things from movies and TV shows. Yes, yes. I made one of them today. I'll tell you about that in a second. <laughs> uh, but they also got a good thing called Anime with Alvin uh, that uh, is also Arcade with Alvin. Okay. So he'll make uh, food from video games and uh, animes. Mm. And like he made this uh, giant, almost like putting flan this 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 week that just exploded yeah it just couldn't take its own weight and it was amazing to watch just like go but yeah it'd be something like from like my neighbor totoro or yeah, something like yeah. that so those are fun to watch huh. but um babish does two things he does like a basics with babish which is just showing you the basics of cooking things that's good and then other things are the stunty ones yeah yeah and this one was very mild uh you know uh, difficulty level which was something from the bear TV show okay, that, yeah. that has not come out in Canada the second season yet, but it was an omelet that uh, has kind of a cream cheese inside it and then um, um, uh, potato chips on top. Huh. And so I made that this morning, mm. and that was incredible. <laughs> oh, the potato chip thing was just like, well, let's see what this is. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, that's, that's so great. funny because like it's like so you... good. The texture yeah works so well. We got all excited because you put potato chips in a sandwich like. Six months ago or something like that, and I was yeah. like, "You've never put potato chips in no. sandwich before." I could do that as a kid. It's so funny that you never. No, 
Yeah. None. Never even thought about it. Oh. Uh, sandwich was a piece of bologna and some mustard. The yeah. end. That yeah. was our sandwiches. The end. Maybe there's butter in it. I think maybe. my I think my mom was the one who like taught like with tuna fish sandwiches. That was like her particular favorite was to put chips on a potato like a tuna fish sandwich. Would it be like plain chips or would she have like a dill pickle chip I think or something? We, I don't even think dill pickle chips existed then, but um, okay. it might have been a plain chip because my dad is like a salt guy. Like that's his thing. That's his jam. Yeah. Salt. He likes salt a lot, but. I think he only eats nuts and chips and stuff because so, it's a salt delivery system. But I think we would have had like salt and vinegar, you know, like old Dutch salt and vinegar came in the, the two pack, the two bag cartons. Okay. That was the most efficient way to feed a family of ravenous boys. I was just looking. Uh, yeah, it was the 80s when dill pickle chips mm. uh, made their uh, made their way. Yeah. Uh, people seem to think that it was 1984. My, so Orwell was right. When we grew up, <laughs> when we grew up, it was it was salt and vinegar, sour cream and onion, and uh, barbecue chips. Plus, and plain. Yeah, sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar for sure. Plain and plain and ripple. If you count yeah, it's that, really as, ripple. Yep. As yep. you count, that's a different one. Yeah, yeah. But that one, you then you'd buy your own dip. Oh yeah, and, get the French uh, onion. Oh yeah, and um, that was Christmas. <laughs> and then uh, I like I don't remember ketchup chips at all. I don't really like ketchup chips, so maybe if they did exist, I wasn't interested in them. But but uh, those are the those are the flavors I remember. And I remember like being in junior high, I guess, when I when Doritos first showed up. up in yeah, Canada. that was a big deal. Oh yeah, it was amazing. We go to like we would go play D and D, and someone would have like a bag of Doritos, like holy to, shit, to share, and you're just like, <laughs> what is this gold? Yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah, I remember when the uh, Cool Ranch came out. It didn't come out in Canada. Mm. And so we'd go to the Fred Meyers in the States. Okay. And we'd load up yeah. on, on that and then come back. And I also get cinnamon Tic Tacs because <laughs> you couldn't get that here. It was like, oh, what a smorgasbord of, uh, <laughs> of, of things you get in the States. Oh. I used to love, and I still think I do love this. Yeah. It's just walking in the cereal aisle of America. I just it's did just, that. Yeah. Because I, for the first time, I could go to the states like a couple of weeks ago. I forgot to tell you about this actually. Right, because all the, the crime, all charges have been dropped. Yes, I've been, I've been, I still can't go near uh, school playgrounds. Right, or the, or yeah, or Congress. <laughs> yes, my uh, having sex with a slide is still uh, <laughs> yeah. hanging over my head. Sorry for turning you in. I, but you know what? I needed it was the money. For, it was for my own good. Yeah, and I know how you feel about people having pleasure, but anyway. Um, I think he was smoking. <laughs> uh, Eve, like Eve, uh, her, a friend of hers that worked, they worked at, uh, together at the daycare. Um, her dad lives in the States, lives in, in Bellingham. So they were down there and they're just driving around in Bellingham as one does. And have you ever had Zeke's Pizza? Nope. In Seattle? Nope. Love it. It's so good. Okay. It's really good. And we discovered it totally by accident. It was just, we were near this. The Space Needle area, you know, that part sure. of uh, Seattle Center part. And we we're kind of walking away from it and thinking about eating. And then we walked past this, this pizza place. And it looked really cool. Like it had like a really great vibe to it. You know, kind of a kind of a, a hipster kind of a place, right? Yeah. And so... We, well, it's near the Rock and Roll Museum, so... Yes, of course. It would have cool. to be. It has to be cool. Nothing's cooler than that. <laughs> it has to be cool. Also so, near the Sci-Fi Museum. Not quite as cool. Not quite as cool. No, that's the thing. Yeah, so they... They, that helps get the taint of the sci-fi museum off of you when you go to Zeke's. And so we went in. Yeah, that's their slogan. Get the taint out of your mouth. Get the taint out of your mouth. <laughs> Come to Zeke's. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't last very long as a logo, actually. But you're right. It was yeah. for a while. It was a slogan. Uh, so um, we went there and it was great. It was just fantastic. So we always made a point of going there 
like with the girls and stuff. That was part of our cool. part of. What our, do you order when you're there? We normally will get they had they had a quattro formaggio like the nice. four cheese pizza, one of my favorites, which is great because it had gorgonzola on it, mm. which puts it like into the stratosphere. Sure, it's fantastic. And, and he's the villain from the Smurfs. Exactly. That's right. Yes. And so um, we went. So we got that, and then we'd off. We sometimes get uh, Buffalo Soldier, which is a like a buffalo chicken kind of right. uh, pizza, or there was the woodcutter, which was also good. Which do you order it like in a Bob Marley voice? No. Okay. Very good. No, I don't know if you know about the culture we live in now. It's not going to fly. Okay, I didn't know if it was the same. It was state. 15 years ago. Yeah, I would have done it, but not now. Anyway, um, so yeah, we just we, it's been a family favorite for for a long time. So Eve was driving around in Bellingham. And we didn't know this, but they opened up a Zeke's in Bellingham. Oh, nice. And okay. so she saw it and she literally like squealed with the light. <laughs> and her friend is like, what's going on? And she's like, there's a Zeke's here. And so, of course, this means nothing to her friend. But um, so Asteroid City was playing at the Pickford in Bellingham. So and we were going to go as a, as, the fa- as a family to see it because that's our thing with with uh, Anderson movies. So we decided we were going to go down to Bellingham to watch Asteroid City. And we'd go to Zeke's before and then go to the movie. So that's what we did. And both were really good. And then we were driving home, and Mary wanted to stop at this um, uh, supermarket there. And I can't remember the name of it. It's like Win something. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a big giant box, you know, giant box store kind of place. Are there is it called a box store because it has boxes in it, or is it because it looks like a box? <laughs> I don't I'm a little know. unclear on this concept. Sure, but anyway, it's because once you go in, the guy punches you in the face. <laughs> oh, it's a boxing store. Yeah. Oh. Mike Tyson started them. Okay, that's what happened. And so when I woke up, we went, <laughs> we were went to, you know, it's like in a big American grocery store, right? So I got my Tapatio Doritos chip. So that was the first thing I looked All for. Right, so I love Tapatio sauce and they make Tapatio Doritos from the States. They don't have them in Canada because we have a population that's a tenth of the size of America. And so things that are fringe just don't make it up here because it's just not enough trouble. They don't want to go to the trouble of reprinting all the packaging with French on it. So they're just like... Fuck it. We'll just sell them in the States. And so... Tapatio, it's called. Yeah, Tapatio. Yeah, T-A-P-A-T-I-O. Really good uh, sauce. I also bought a big giant bottle of it while I was there, too. Uh, And then we went for... Yeah, we went for a stroll down the cereal aisle. Because it's kind of fun. Because, yeah, you're right. There is... They had... um, It's what they do. They had different levels of Captain Crunch cereal. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. When when you start on the Captain Crunches... Yeah. What's what's this world? Because we get Crunchberry here in Canada. So we have Captain Crunch yeah. and Crunchberry. Those but are you barely get the peanut butter one. Yes, that's what I bought when I was there. I bought the peanut butter one. Yeah, because I hadn't had that for ages. But they also had one that was Allberry. So there's oh, no Captain wait, Crunch. Sorry, it's just the berries. What's the full name? Allberry Crunch. Nope. Oops, Allberries. Oh, oops, Allberries. That's right. It was an accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the girls were amazed. Please at use the its Christian name. <laughs> Yeah, but the girls were amazed at the amount of uh, cereal and stuff that was there. And but the reason Mary wanted to go was because she loves Arizona iced tea. She hates the ones that are, I can't remember the name of the Pepsi one that's now taking over everywhere now. Okay. But she can't stand it. She loves the Arizona, but they sold they sell it in flats there in a standard size can, not in the larger can that oh, they sell it right. here. Yeah. So she, so she was gonna buy a flat there, and I was like, get two flats. How often do we come to Bellingham? You know. Because so they're five dollars a flat, like it's crazy. That's a great deal. Yeah, I was just looking at how much your tapatio is on Amazon. Amazon, oh. uh, you can get uh, one bottle for thirteen dollars. Yeah, there was scissors there. Or, or yeah. though, I gotta yeah. tell you, you can get a hundred twenty-eight ounce giant mm. uh, gas can of it <laughs> yes. for seventy-nine dollars. That's still expensive. It was way cheaper there. 
is win something. If you go down, the, if you don't go down Meridian, yeah, the guy Meridian, it you'll just before you like come to Bella's Fair, it's it's on the left hand side. They also make socks with their logo, and they also have uh, ramen noodles. Oh, that'd be nice, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be a good to yeah. try. Hmm. You can get them an original uh, chicken and extra spicy. Nice. So, yeah. Tapatio. Uh, enjoy yourself. Anyway, if you haven't tried Tapatio, I recommend it as a, as a hot sauce. Yeah, it's got the fella on it. Yes. Sombrero. It's got a sombrero. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Stylish mustache. <laughs> good looking man. You know? some. Uh, oh, geez. Even so much so that uh, there's a Funko Pop uh, figure. Oh, really? <laughs> I just I just want the sauce myself but and the Doritos flavors. Uh, just but be nice in the kitchen. The other thing I got found, up the, the other thing I got there was they had um the large cans, large like tomatoes, tomato cans kind of things of uh, Rotel tomatoes. The Rotel tomato and chili, do you know those? Nope. Oh, they're great. Okay. They're great I'm for like uh, yeah, they're great for a spaghetti sauce if you like a spicy sauce or great for chili because they come with like a mix of of uh, tomato and chili. Ooh, nice. The problem is up here, they only sell them in the small cans. So I was able to get these big cans. So chili's on its way, is what I'm saying. I'm looking right now at uh, who's uh, Betty Crocker. and She's a variety. Of... Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's the... She's composite. She's like the uh, the doctor. You know, she uh, regenerates every so often <laughs> after, after Oh, so, they, so there's like a different... A 70s Betty Crocker is different than a 50s Betty They're Crocker? They're totally different women. Yeah, okay. the 1972 Betty Crocker is different than the 80 Betty mm. Crocker, different than the 86. 86 seems all business. Okay. Really all She's business. the Reagan Betty Crocker. I would say the 96 Betty Crocker is more the Reagan Betty... You know what, though? You know, I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I I can't see her, but I'm just assuming... Yeah, the book that we have from... Okay, uh, you're right. She's a composite. You have to guess. Uh, She's a composite, but not real. Okay, Okay, please continue. And I will guess. Go, hit me. Okay, I'm going to describe this Betty Crocker book, and then you have to tell me what era it's from. Okay. Start off, it's an orange cover. No guess yet? Should I guess at this point? Any, any, if you want to throw in a guess. Uh, has, a, go... has a fondue pot on the wait, cover. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Then i got to go 70s. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know it. <laughs> it has yeah, the most beautiful that... picture of a, of a turkey, a cooked turkey inside, though. Like, this is a full... You know how they'll have, like, the full page before you, like, say, poultry? Yeah. And you turn and then you get all the poultry recipes? Yeah. It's just a beautiful... Just a, just this beautiful turkey cooked. Nothing fancy about it. Because yeah. that's, that's the essence of Betty Crocker is simplicity. You know, I know you like rubbing butter and all that kind of stuff, but that's like too far for Betty Crocker. Butter is too far for yeah, Betty Crocker. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's even in there as a recommendation. Putting I have to butter, like, huh? yeah, okay. yeah. All right, basting, of course, but yeah, not, uh, not rubbing butter under the skin and stuff like that's, that's like a step above Betty it's, Crocker. It's uh, that's uh, too foreign. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to get like a different cookbook. For what that. are we immigrants? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, the thing is, like, we have the the booklet that my um, Bernays sauce recipe comes from and by the way it is the best Bernays sauce okay. i always say that when i have Bernays sauce at okay. restaurants now i go you know what this is not as good as our, our Bernays sauce but anyway it's called the margaret fulton cookbook and it, it's it's totally unhelpful <laughs> because it assumes you have a knowledge of cooking that's above my level of cooking right so so it took me a long time to figure out how to do the Bernays sauce recipe because there were things i didn't know like i didn't understand like her little like off the cuff comment meant something more than what I was seeing. Then, oh, you know? weird. And I also hate when they give you like um, amount, like ingredient amounts in sprigs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or sticks, sticks okay. of butter. Like what is a stick of butter? We don't, okay. get, we don't have sticks of butter here. We have like yeah, a block yeah, of butter. We, yeah, we do. Is that a block? A block is a stick? No. The block is uh, like four sticks. I, I buy sticks of butter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
They I, do. They do have them. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. I never, I've never seen them. <clears throat> I don't want to call you out on this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I can take you upstairs right now and show you a stick of butter. <laughs> I guess it depends where you, you grocery shop. I, I don't think we have sticks for a grocery yes, shop. Yes, you do. You have definitely have sticks really? of butter, yes. For sure. Aren't they, isn't that more expensive to buy a stick than buy a block? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> then it's not going to happen, but yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I've just never looked. It's just I'm, the convenience then of taking the, the stick of butter out and then you, one, for yeah, uh, cooking. Yeah. So you don't have to like, gunk kunk slice your butter up uh or uh put it in a butter dish yeah cover it up that's a stick of butter fits in a butter dish oh yep okay where, where do you shop what store save on yeah they have i used it. to shop at safeway but they absolutely have it at yeah. Savon, yeah okay hmm. i guess they never look for let's it let's go right now <laughs> you really i'm not, I'm not i gotta you. prove this to you i totally and by the you. way i'm gonna tell you two things yeah uh they will have uh both salted and unsalted mm. and i'm gonna tell you two things yep uh, they probably will have churned and not churned as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to I look. Bet, I bet you they will. I know they have salted and, and, and unsalted. So what, do you buy one in particular? I buy uh, I, I buy both. Oh. Because uh, they're used for different things, for, for baking uh, or for like this morning uh, when I'm uh, using uh, the butter in the omelet. Mm. Uh, butter in the pan is unsalted because mm. I want to add extra salt. Yeah. And uh, I, I rub a little bit of butter on the omelet as well because that makes things stick to the omelet. Uh, so that, again, is unsalted butter. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, if I need it for flavoring, then definitely it's uh, butter. If I'm like cooking like onions yeah, uh, and I'm mixing it with olive oil, uh, then I'll put both of those in because, you know, just have a, a better flavor to it. Okay. I just buy the unsalted because I figure, like, you can add salt. You can. Like, well, when you put it on toast, Yeah. do you use an unsalted butter? I don't use butter for toast. I just use margarine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You're it's one of them. Ha- well, okay, just, that's fine. Because that's how I Because my mom was, like, cheap, and she had three boys, and so the butter was sequestered. Sacred. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. kept on a that high was my, shelf. My grandmother uh, <laughs> had big issues with butter. Yeah. yeah. And so margarine was what was freely given from the fridge. So that's what I. That's how I grew up, and that's how I. And I, but only by imperial margin. I don't like any other margin. Yeah, you're. Margin uh, I, I really can't even pronounce it. But I'm looking at the save on foods right okay. now. Okay. Uh, lactantia. Is that a, okay? Uh, they got butter sticks. Oh. You got your salted. That's the expensive butter. Uh, salted lactantia. country churn. Mm. Uh, you get that, and you also get the uh, the my country butter sticks unsalted. Okay. Four hundred and fifty-four grams. That's going to run you eight ninety-nine. Eight ninety-nine. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. If you want to like chop butter's your own up. butter up, butter has gone up though. After the flood, what are you going to do? Not have butter though? After the flood, but you, you're still out. a margarine man though. Yeah, I'm still. So. But I I use butter for cooking. Okay. Yeah, and for popcorn. you kind of have to. It doesn't work as well. The margarine. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Margarine probably just turns into like oily mess. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm strictly a butter person for cooking. I think with margarine, my folks would go on diets. And they would have the margarine, and they'd be grumpy about it. And so it always, in my mind, was just like, man, it's a bad time when we got margarine. No one's happy about this. So uh, when I had an option, I went to, I went butter. I stayed there. Now I got both in my fridge, both unsalted and salted. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I, I, will only, I only will use imperial margarine, because I don't really like the other margarine flavors. And you like the ads. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's got a little a big crown on his head. That's nice. <laughs> I do like the name of I can't believe it's not butter, mm-hmm. and that's mostly from working on the fishing boat because that was something the skipper did to the other deckhand was torment him with always and always getting him like I would just be like oh there he goes again but he'd be like seeing the table and be like he'd look out so then he'd be like oh I can't believe it huh that's weird I can't believe that the deckhand would go what is it I can't believe it's not butter 
<laughs> but he would do it so often. I just thought, isn't it obvious? It's walking down the road. But this guy didn't, never got it. He would get so mad. <laughs> That's excellent. You ever, uh, and you've tried, I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, yeah, so I, we ate it on the boat. Yeah, yeah, and when you eat it, you go like, "Well, that's not butter." It's, not butter. <laughs> it's fine. I can for believe what it it's is. not butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, absolutely. Yeah. But but that's smart because you know you're going to buy it just to test out this mm. theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people can't tell the difference between this and that. All right, well, I'll buy it and I'll show you. Mm. Oh wait, I bought it. Now nah, you got me. <laughs> Doesn't taste like it at all. Yeah, people I guess can't tell the difference between diet Dr Pepper and regular Dr Pepper. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. What do they got, like, bourbon in it as well? What are you talking about? That's right. People with no tongues can't tell the difference between... I mean, they're both just chemical, yeah. you know, pools. Mm. Yeah. You're right, but they're not the same. Yeah, they have different chemicals yeah. in that pool. Different chemicals taste different. Yeah, yeah. I guess margarine is something that came to us because of World War II, kind of like instant coffee. You know, things that were unavailable because of, you know, whether... The is it dish... just vegetable oil? I think so. Okay. I think so. And I think just, you know, concoct in such a way that it's like butter. And at a time when dairy was very hard to get during World right. War II because of rationing and stuff like that. So here's an alternative, you know, and for some people, the alternative became the preference. And also some people have uh, dairy issues. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I guess that would be handy for them, too. <clears throat> All right. I guess yeah. if you're uh, if you're Jewish, yeah, that would also be a thing. You couldn't mix uh, certain things with certain things. Okay. Yeah. You can't mix milk with meat. So yeah, I would yeah. assume you couldn't. Put you know, butter uh, with a cheese or with something. With a roast beef sandwich could oh, have butter, butter and, on it. Yeah, I guess butter and cheese is the same thing. <laughs> the <laughs> butter and meat, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because like Lisa loves instant coffee. Like, that's her that's her coffee of choice. Sure. That's, a, she's at a, that's a young person's drink too. Like they like uh, a nice instant coffee. I think she just likes the convenience of it that you just put on the put the kettle on and then you have coffee. Yeah. You don't need to wait for the thing to and I think she find like um Eve bought her a Nescafe, an espresso, an espresso machine. Sure. For Christmas one year. And I do try to like encourage Lisa to use it just so I feel guilty that it's, you know, Eve's gift is sitting there like with dust on it. Occasionally clean it off so it looks like it's being used. But uh, but Lisa, yeah, she's just not that into it. She prefers, yeah, just give me the instant coffee. That's good enough. I don't need all this Ethiopian coffee or whatever, you know, like the, these little packs you can buy of different, you want different coffees from around the world. You know, here's the Chilean coffee and the Ethiopian and the... Mexican and here's coffee from Asia and she's like ah just give me some coffee yeah I feel <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I used to especially feel that like I'll just get the cheapest coffee who cares I'm just I'm just drinking it for reasons not yeah. for flavor yeah and then I got like uh, a nice coffee uh, and uh, tried that and went ah now I'm drinking it because of the flavor <laughs> you got me I'm screwed. And also, it's just like, I'll just get the powder kind. I don't need to get the beans and grind them. I got to get the beans. That makes such a freaking difference. It's like so much better. Yeah. Yeah. But then you just like pour. I'm not doing the things where you pour the coffee, the water in, and let it bloom. Got to bloom for a while. And then you slowly, uh, it's a dump. There. It's just going through. It'll be fine. Good enough. Good. Fine. Good. They want to turn it into a, a fetish. And now uh, Pia, who never drinks coffee, yeah. is drinking uh, iced coffee that I make her most mornings. So that <laughs> I, once I discovered the secret of iced tea, which is, get this, it's tea with ice. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you the secret of honey mustard. It'll blow your mind. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is it? 
That's actually it's just honey and mustard. But you what? add you add mayonnaise as well if you uh, want. If you I want say it's kind of creamy, so yeah. Yeah, it's, you should add a little bit of mayonnaise, okay, and that okay. way it'll be like it is. Oh, so it's more than it says it is. It is unlike iced coffee or iced tea. I was tea, told once exactly upon a time it it's just honey and mustard, which technically certain kinds are. Yeah. But no, you got to add the mayonnaise to give it the flavor. But uh, yeah, iced iced tea was just. Uh, I make some uh, tea, mm-hmm. unsweetened tea, you yeah. know, and just make some, yeah. and then pour it over a load of ice. Yeah. And uh, there you go. It's pretty it's, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, iced coffee, uh, pretty much the damn same thing, except <laughs> what you do is, like, you take the, uh, not say crevasse, cavat, what am I talking about? Carafe. Carafe. There yes. you go. Yeah. And you put ice at the bottom of the carafe. Yeah. So that when you pour the boiling water uh, over the coffee and uh, yeah. filter it goes down it lands uh, on the ice melts the ice uh-huh. and then you throw another ice cube into the glass pour that onto it add loads of milk and uh, then sure. uh, you got a nice uh, iced coffee sure so it's more like a coffee flavored milk it kind of is yeah <laughs> which is what my parents used to call tea when i was a kid and yeah. i've always been resentful of it that it's this the tea flavored milk it was just a way of getting me to drink a big glass of milk oh, like okay. they put a bunch of like a little <laughs> bit of tea in the top and they say there's your uh, there's your tea nice. and I'm like okay i'm drinking tea like an adult <laughs> no because i didn't like drinking straight mm. milk mm. yeah i like to have uh in the summertime i like to have uh, a little carafe a uh, container of yeah. iced tea in the like like homemade tea in the in the uh fridge so that i can make arnold palmers nice that's uh the best the best. Do you home make the uh, lemonade as well, or do you? I do not home make the lemonade. That would be that would involve labor. Okay. And I'm not not there. Not, All right. Not down with it. I'm good with just pouring it out of the thing. Sure. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I've made uh, simple syrup and had like a, a thing of that in the fridge, and then you know taking the lemon juice, taking the water, and then just squirt of the simple syrup mix it up and go mom that's the best lemonade it's fine <laughs> all right that's how you do it once again stuff i didn't know when i was 22 yes well you know life is about learning <sighs> again uh one of my biggest regrets is not learning how to cook when i was younger i would have like changed so many things so many things just ridiculous so many things yeah yeah it just would have made you healthier just on a very basic level yeah you know when i'm like hey mcdonald's is the best option <laughs> well it's, it's i don't think it's an option but it is it is nice to have every, every once in a while it was an option for me because yeah. like i had no other real options i didn't know how to cook yeah you know i'd be making bologna sandwiches or something at home if i could afford a loaf of bread and a bunch of bologna <laughs> in that economy and then oh boy hope you have that mustard money otherwise you know you go to a yeah, some kind of little uh, fast food place that's got mustard packets and then you uh, pocket a bunch of those mm. I know I used to do that. We had a lot of ketchup and mustard packets. Because you're not paying for ketchup. Bottle of ketchup? What are you, Rockefeller? <laughs> lasts a long time, though. Sound kind of fancy, man? Yeah, maybe. If you think about it as use over time, it works out pretty well, actually. Yeah, you don't think about that. You think about, like, how much money have I got in my pocket? I got <laughs> well, 10 bucks. What are you going to do? Well, I could either have a full meal at McDonald's, mm. or I could start working towards... Uh, an investment where I'll eventually have a hamburger and uh, fries someday at home. Yeah, maybe if my roommate doesn't eat the burger. My uh, my friend at work bought an e-bike, which he's been riding to work. He did have like a regular bike, but I think he is a lot of work. Yeah, the hills are uh... the hill. Like yeah, we have there's a big big hill before you get to our our work, and so um, yeah, this is a help. This helps out a little bit, but it's funny because he talks about it in terms of like amortizing out the cost over rides. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's figured out what it costs him to drive by there and back in terms of gas yeah. use. And then, so I think he said the other day, he said, yeah, I'm, basically I'm at $50 a ride right now, you know, because I've ridden it this many t- times, you know, put that across the price and blah, blah, blah. And he's figured out some way of, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. But I was mentioning that to Lisa and she said, well, that's, yeah, people often say that about clothes as well, that you should think about it in terms of not the immediate cost. Because if you buy a dress for $125 and it's half price. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is amazing. I bought a, you know this $250 dress for $125, but you only wear it once. That's $125. If you bought that dress and you wore it, you know, 50 times, right? Then it's 250 or whatever that so would be. So you're you saying know? she should get married more often, pay for that dress. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Lisa's dress was $20, the one that we she got married in. So okay, that was a pretty good deal because she got it at Valley Village. So okay <laughs> yeah it was such a good deal that they had to burn down that valley village that's right you know just because it was like this is a big loss for us we gotta like get the insurance uh-huh. money and then they rebuilt it they did rebuild it though they yeah. didn't rebuild ours yes fingers crossed well you mentioning uh bikes uh yesterday i learned how to ride a bike oh really yeah i uh went to this thing called hub yeah which is a vancouver uh bike society i had a book like like a month and a half in advance that people wow it's busy. people it's so busy yeah. it's so like so busy that when the day came that you could book that yeah. you were allowed to book yeah it sold out in a like five minutes huh. so i had and to, this like, is lessons for writing yeah yeah like the writing lesson sell out yeah wow yeah hmm. people wanted to learn how to ride a bike yeah. so i was there with maybe 12 people uh, you and, rode when you were a kid or didn't ride yeah. very often? Okay. Yeah, you saw me ride a bike when I was a kid. I don't kid. think I ever did. I rode ride a bike to your place. Oh. How else am I getting to your place? Hitchhiking? <laughs> it wasn't was a pair of the walk. No, I would uh, I would bike to uh, Burnsview. Oh, okay. I would bike uh, I would bike to your place, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I can remember hmm. clearly biking to your place and just leaving the bike out on the front lawn. Because what's going to happen? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're much. in a crime-free time. <laughs> North Delta, everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to be fine when I was uh, young and immortal, sure. Mm. And then uh, have not ridden a bike in uh, 40 years or mm. something like that. Mm. Uh, and th- I did ride one uh, mid-2000s because okay. my wife, Pia, bought me a bike, but then our bikes got stolen like later that week Ugh. from uh, a, from a locked uh, garage. Suspicious. Like lo- the garage was locked. Yeah. Then the bike area was also double locked, and yeah. then we had locks on the bike. <laughs> and uh, the oh. thing that bugged me the most about that was the landlady knew they were stolen and uh, didn't tell us about that. So we found out about it like about two weeks after that because we had been doing some stuff or gone on yeah, vacation yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, give us a fucking note about that. Yeah. So you know, we had the nice surprise of going to your bikes, and the locks are just like cutting on the floor. Like fuck off. Huh? Right. So I haven't really ridden a bike since since then. And my wife yeah. got an e-bike. And uh, and so I was trying that out and then realized, I don't know how to ride a bike. Okay. I've lost the ability to balance on a bike. Interesting. I've lost the, 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 the yeah, all of the skills. Yeah. So yeah, went, went there and was uh, quite nervous about it. But sure. not as nervous as everyone else. <laughs> I was scared. Everyone was much more scared. Okay. Huh. So the first thing that they do, it was like a trout lake. First thing, uh, they've got, we we're doing it in a gravel square, like a giant gravel area. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, it was on a slant, so it was like, okay, get on this bike, and they would give you a bike to use. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so don't pedal, just go, just let it take you down the, the, the slope. Okay. Uh, and uh, take your feet off the ground uh, for as long as you can. Yeah. And so by the second time I did that, I was able to do it the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, everyone else was not able to do that. Uh, and then uh, they said to me, and one other person was able to do it. Uh, well, one person said, uh, you, you might want to try it with like one foot on one pedal, and then the other one, the other foot down on the ground to control it. Yeah. Uh, but then another person said, just put both pe- pedals on. Do do the just do the pedals. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And so I did the pedals. And it sort of worked. It still was a weird sensation uh, to be on a bike moving faster than you feel comfortable with. But that's the weird bit is like speed is your friend. Yes. Because speed will help you balance. Yeah. So two yeah. things. One, speed and then also height of seat. The higher the seat, the, the easier it is for you to pedal. Okay. But then you're higher off the ground, which yeah. is nerve-wracking. So all these things that instinctively you're like, these are bad. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, so I was like, okay. So I did that and I was able to do that. And then while everyone else is going back up straight lines, I was uh, circling uh, the square uh, that was the, the gravel pit. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, seemed to be able to ride a bike. Uh, still nervous. And uh, the gravel was occasionally going woof, woof, sideways. Uh, and then the instructor went, do you want to ride around the lake? I'm like, yeah. No, no, I don't want to do that, but, <laughs> but yeah. And yeah, to get to the lake, we had to go over some grass and go over some other things. And yeah. There's a couple of dippy areas. And, and then, yeah, I rode around a lake. And uh, with a, it was me and yet one other person who kind of got the, the hang of it. And uh, yeah, we were kind of the star pupils. Uh, and was kind of able to do it. And I did it a little bit more. And then I went, is there anything else? And it's like, no, that's about it. I was like, okay then, I'll go practice at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's it was good. like super hot, so we were all like crazy sweaty mm-hmm. though as well too. So occasionally, yeah, I take breaks. But yeah, it was it by the end of it, it was like, fuck, I can ride a bike. Huh. Okay, so I gotta. We're doing this next to a bike and another bike. So I gotta take these bikes out later and uh, and try them out and see if I can ride my own bikes. Sure, you can. Mm. Well, I think that's that's good. I mean, obviously you're nervous and 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 stuff, but you still had like. You know, like they do say that it's hard. You don't forget how to ride a bike, and I think that's true. Like, so you had like a head start on the balance. You know, using the front wheel a little bit to keep you, you know, keep yourself steady. Maybe, and stuff like yeah. That, I don't you know. know. It didn't. It didn't all come back. It was just mm-hmm. like going, okay, this is going the wrong way. All right, I'll adjust it. Yeah. This is going. But this I think way, that's. I'll adjust yeah. It. I think that stuff you learned as a kid maybe. that you're just kind of re- re- just reapplying, and it's sort of coming back to you. Yeah. You just have to get over that block of the. Fear of, you know, oh, I'm going to fall over as soon as I start doing this. Well, it's the difference between, like, so many things that you did as a kid and things you're doing as, like, an adult. Yeah. Like, if I was to do a cartwheel now, it would be a very different situation than when I was an adult. Mm, yeah. You know, I've got a different... You wouldn't. That's... Yeah, I've got, I've got a different body on me now than I did yeah, yeah. back then. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Like, it, everyone was there was scared of falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rightfully so. Yeah, be a lot, uh, be a lot worse. It'd be a lot worse. Yeah, you're yeah. a kid, and you like. I remember like being a kid and stopping my bike and going over the handlebars, and and yeah. I felt I, I I shot over the handlebars, and then my bike yeah. rode over me, <laughs> like it literally it just went right over me, and yeah. I felt the wheel like. It's a good. It's a good lesson in momentum. Yeah, it's a good lesson in uh, the the brakes are different. So if you just break your front wheel your back wheel is going to go up and over if you just break your back wheel then your front wheel is going to go up so you got to break them both and i did not do that i broke just one of them and uh there's how that went and then my bike my bike rode me over yeah did a lot of falls off that bike we all did Mm -hmm. my it's funny my mom and dad didn't teach me how to ride a bike it was my my cousin taught me she was maybe five years older than me three or four maybe around there like Three to five years older than me. I'm not exactly certain mm-hmm. how much older. 
But she was old enough that she knew how to ride a bike and she, she taught me how to ride. And I think the very first time I ever rode with, like, like rode a bike, like I was like, oh, I can ride. We went zooping down this little walk, walking path between houses. And I got down to the bottom and there was some wet leaves there and I just hit them and lost control and skidded along the ground yep. and had these, you know, I cut my arm all up and my yep. leg was all cut. And that was fine. You know, I'm a kid. That's life. You just get hurt every once in a while. It's fine. You know, or another time I was riding in the park near my house, Monday Park, and I saw my friends go into the trees on their bikes. And so I was like, oh, they went that way. So I zipped over there, went from the bright sunshine into the dim mm-hmm. forest. So I couldn't really see anything. Realized too late that I'd gone the wrong pathway. Mm. The one that didn't have a bridge over the, over the creek went head over heels into the or ass over tea kettle into the creek. The bike landed on top of me and landed yeah. in this rocky. It was a, it was summertime, so it was it was dry. So I just landed in this dry creek bed with a bike on top of me, and you know, just got the bike, threw it out, climbed on it, carried on, you know. And the thing is, like, if I did that now, obviously they'd have to get like a helicopter and just <laughs> bring me to a hospital. Yeah. But at that time, you know, you're just you're young, your your body, you're just still your your bones are still green, so you're fine. Just eh, get out and carry on, you know. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot different now where every... Maybe if something happens, you wear a cool cast for a couple months. <laughs> and you're that kid and everyone signs it and you're fine. Every ache is like, I'm, you know, I, my shoulders are still sore from this, doing this stupid thing at work. Not that we're stupid, but just having to do this stupid thing at work. Um, it, uh, yeah, I'm still like trying to like, oh, work, work it out. Come on. It just takes a lot longer for your body to heal though. Yeah, I'm really feeling the biking from yesterday. Yeah. It's very new muscles. <laughs> yes, there you it's go. going, huh. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, different than swimming, I guess. I didn't want to sound like a real nerd at the end with the, mm. with the bike uh, teachers. But like something I've been doing is I, I do the exercise bike up. Like we got an exercise okay. bike. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I'll, <laughs> again, just like big geek. Uh, I put on a VR helmet. And I'll uh, play a uh, bike ride, okay. uh, like through Paris or London, or, yeah, yeah, or somewhere, or through Vancouver, yeah, and yeah, be biking. So it's that that's, you really get that sensation of like you're you're going, especially if you're in VR. Mm. Like it can also just be a YouTube clip while okay. you're just like watching oh, okay. things go by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. And and yeah, the other day I was doing one that was like uh, going through Paris, and then I'm looking over, and there's someone uh, before you go into this tunnel. Uh, who's like off at the side and there's a, a series of stationary bikes in Paris and they're all on their stationary bikes. I'm like, I'm watching someone on a stationary bike. I'm on a stationary bike. I'm like, oh, this is just too uh, crazy and meta. But the weird thing is when cars get too close or you get cut off, uh, it does feel like, Jesus, mm-hmm. you, you really feel it. You're mm-hmm. like, that sensation immediately goes mm-hmm. and goes in. But uh, I was riding one of these Vancouver routes and uh, and then the guy afterwards was recommending that route, and I went, okay. "Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that route on <laughs> YouTube." I'm not gonna tell you, I was wearing a fucking helmet. Yeah, your eyes would roll so hard they'd fall out of your skull. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, I, just, I wonder, like, what the sensation that I well, I watched people ride bikes in in Brussels when we were there in Belgium, and uh, it seemed like a scary place to ride a bike, just because you were on a bike. Sure. Other people, there's people on there's cars. There's buses, there's trucks, and there's the trams, all yeah. all sharing the road with you and yeah. your bike. <laughs> it just seemed like, oh my gosh, yeah, like uh, who has a right of way in these situations? Everyone's crisscrossing and yeah. The uh, well, I, I remember that from London was being on the double decker buses, looking down, seeing the cyclists, and just going, "They're gonna die." They well, they, they but did. everybody, yeah. but everyone knew the timing on that, and I'm sure stuff does happen still. Yeah, the uh, band I like a lot, uh, Stereolab, that they're, they're 
guitarist, a sing, like a back, backup singer, was killed by a bus Oof. while riding in London. So yeah, I mean, obviously it can happen. You're not safe anywhere, but uh, yeah. It's... If there's one message that we want to put out, you're not safe anywhere. <laughs> well, I don't think that's a good message, but... But yeah, shit happens. Yeah, and that's the second message we want to put out. Yeah, there, shit happens. Is, uh, shit, shit does occur. It's unfortunate. But don't not ride a bike. No, you got to ride a bike. You got to ride a bike. It also, it's it, the other thing I was saying to them is like, it justifies, you know, the crazy expense of living in Vancouver. It's like, there's certain things we've got going for us. And one is a really good bike structure here mm. and like a lot of great paths and things. So it's like, just take advantage of all the shit that is, you know, we got here because you're paying for it anyway. Sure, so sure. just... Just do it. Yeah, I still the idea of the seawall seems a little ridiculous to me. Um, we used to we used to rent bikes and ride the seawall. It just is. It's so many people. It just feels like well, some people don't but know the, what's what. Oh, okay. Yeah, I suppose that's a problem, but I don't remember it being affecting as much. They're just they're just like unfortunate casualties, you know, just tossed aside by the impact of the bike. Mm-hmm. You're on a bike. They're walking. Mm-hmm. Why are you worried about them? I just mean other cyclists, and there's some oh. cyclists that are like super intense. Mm, yeah, they are. And others are less like there with their little kids, and then you got a little <laughs> kid who's just coming by, who's just like, yeah. what the hell? Why are they on? Th- this doesn't seem. I mean, it's nice, <laughs> but like, really? Okay, yeah. I guess. Once that's again, one thing I did feel. Super- it was fine because I was one of the super intense bicyclists, so uh, it was good. okay. You know, was- yeah, wearing the really tight pants. <laughs> no, I was that intense. <laughs> yeah, a real slick helmet with a big uh, sleek. It looks like you're moving at high speed. Yeah, yeah, already. You haven't even moved an inch, but it already looks like you're going super fast. Yeah, nice, <laughs> pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, that was one thing that would always like make me go like, oh, you gotta just learn how to ride a damn bike. It's like seeing all the little kids that are like biking mm. around. It's yeah. just like fine i mean i know they're an inch off the ground if they fall nothing can happen i could like throw them yeah. off a roof and it's, they'd all, be okay. it's all relative yeah still so it's high to them yeah they're gonna cry when it's, they when they hit the ground but if it's high to you it's high to them yeah all right fair <laughs> yeah that's the thing about when you get up on a horse is you don't think about it until you're up on the horse's back that you go and you look down and you go oh my god it's so long way down what do you think about <laughs> that you did when you were young that makes you like feel chilled now, as in like you know that feels like your your phobias or whatever or fears now or whatever. <laughs> like for me, it's uh, there was one day where uh, this guy I knew, uh, Mike, Mike, let's say Mike Skog, uh, <laughs> went like, "I'm going to teach you to not be scared of heights." Okay. So we went up uh, above the stage. Okay. You know where there was like you know. Uh, this ledge that sure. would look way straight down. This is if and, you're doing stage crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. So it was like, let's walk out there and just like, just lean a little bit out and just like, you know, you'll get over your fears. And I was like, no, this is really fucking terrifying. But I, w- I did a bit of it because yeah. I was peer pressured into it. Yeah, yeah. And now I look back on it and just go, just climbing that ladder <laughs> to get up there. It's just like a chill. And then <laughs> I was up there and just like, it just chills me, like deep mm. chills through my whole body. The idea of like being up that high and doing really? all these things up up that high yeah. yeah just like this is i mean i do remember at the time having a conversation and going like uh, this is not worth it mm. uh this is a stagecraft class um <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter and i'm risking my life it's like there's no reason for this yeah. i don't i don't this, this makes no sense there's no other classes that are in this school that I can think of yeah. that you regularly, if you screw up, you fall and you die. Yeah. Uh, so what am I doing here? There's no roof work that people are having or like uh, learn window washing. Uh, yeah, it was just. But how it's, about yourself? Uh, Anything that you did that you're like, no? I mean, no. just like something dumb that I did one time, but not something that I ever regularly did. Like one time as a kid, I 
I like to play with fire, which is sure. not good. Don't play with fire, people. And I was uh, using my dad's gas can, and I was lighting pools of gas on fire. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. And it was pretty fun yep. until I lit the spigot of the gas tank on fire. Mm. I blew it out. Yeah. And when I think about that now, even at the time, I thought that was so stupid because it could have just blown the gas, like the yeah. flame into the tank, which already had was full of gas fumes. And it could have just blown up my face, my beautiful, beautiful face. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been so great. But fortunately, that didn't happen. I just blew out the flame. Thank God. Thank God for the guardian angel that looks after us when we're doing, being really stupid. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's something that I, I don't really think about. I mean, I don't think about all the time and just go, oh. But when I think when it does cross my mind every once in a while, I just think, so lucky. Like, yeah. so dumb and so lucky. I did a lot of, like, running uh, and beating trains. Like, it was like, mm. here's the train. It's about to come. Uh, run. Yeah. And, like, I got it. Cross the, the track. Yeah, yeah, cross the track. I'm like, yeah. uh, I hope my judgment was, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, any it's, trip there it's a, would it's be. It's a war amps commercial waiting to happen. Yeah. I am Master Robot. I live on Planet Danger. I can put my arm on. You can't. Yeah. So play safe. Yeah, El Cap, who did Little, Little Abner, lost his leg fooling around on with trolley cars as a kid. Just doing stuff like that, you know. Like jumping on and off and then I guess just made the wrong turn or whatever and fell underneath it and got his leg cut off. This was a, this was a happening, happening. It's like there's no way of telling this story that makes me look good. Um, <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine uh, had a leg amputated. Wait, sorry. You're yeah, saying like, it doesn't make you look good like me playing with gas in my parents' Well, that sounds sort of cool. Garage. You sound like a bit of a cool kid. <laughs> but I was indoors as well. That's the other okay, part that makes you shake my head. And also this is me. But anyway, now okay. Oh, so, so my friend, uh, my friend had an infection in her leg and had to have it amputated. Oh. I know. So that's the start of the story that puts everyone off and like mm. no one's happy at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so she had that uh, done. Like I think it was like uh, five days ago, and like I think it was like the next day. Yeah. Uh, she's asking like, "Oh, how are you doing?" And uh, I'm telling her, "Oh, yeah, we were we were um, looking after this cat and it a bit." A bit Pia's hand and all this stuff, and then this other thing happened. I was describing my day, and she said, uh, "She said to me, uh, oh man, you guys just can't catch a break.'" <laughs> but and, that's uh, and I was I was like, uh, "Oh my god, my friend who just lost her leg yeah. thinks I got it rough. I gotta <laughs> I gotta do some reevaluating." <laughs> yeah. Well, she's telling. By the way, let me just tell you this. Let one. me say that's. But she has this. She's empathetic with here what's happening. She to is. You. She's very, very kind. Uh, you know. So, but also a dark soul. She's a kind dark soul. <laughs> she's a comedian and she's a kind. Dark I'm soul. sure, but at the same time, you know, she's also a human being. So her first uh, post after it was, uh, um, my thigh ga- gap is larger than your thigh gap. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, you, not yeah, wrong. You win. Not wrong. You and mean. I was like, that is that is a very dark joke. That's going to be the one that when you go on talk shows, they're going to go, we're just looking at some of these jokes you did like right after. Yeah. I think but I think it's, you know, that shows, I mean, the, the heart of empathy is to understand that other people's problems are their problems. Right. Even if your problems are more than their problems, that's still their problems. Well, yeah. the other thing, like the reason I'm spilling my beans yeah aside from you know we're friends and so we talk yeah is uh you know you want to take someone's mind off stuff yeah so when they're asking how are you i know she's been asked i don't know how many times that day how are you yeah yeah and so she wants like the 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 subject change Mm. i was like all right i'll talk about my minutiae bullshit that's going on with me and sure you know she's very uh very nice about me learning how to ride a bike like that was a thrill for her (laughs) 
Yeah, that's great. That's exciting for you. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I no, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited as well. I'm just looking if I got her uh, joke right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of really good uh, uh, leg jokes that she's making. <laughs> yeah, she never thought about them before, but suddenly. Yeah, no, it's just pretty amazing. Uh, so uh, so so yeah, so uh, I, I am very happy about the bike. I gotta I gotta figure out semi-safe places to uh, to 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 practice. Mm. We, and we also have very hilly areas around yeah, here, so I gotta true. find some. Uh, well, you've got the. Down. The P and E grounds just down the street there. They're probably. I do, but I have to go down a heck of a hill oh, to, okay. to get there. Yeah. It's easier for uh, Pia because also she's got an e bike, so mm. she can make it back up the hills. But okay. I haven't really uh, done the the hill situation. Oh yeah, yeah. Know. Well, worst comes to worst. Just I can keep going downhill it. and work your way back. Is that how the world works? <laughs> you go okay. long. You go long enough, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You're not wrong. <laughs> the world's a globe. Looks like they're adding a uh, bike crossing on on Renfrew uh, at Pandora Street. Oh, so that's just a block that way, and then that would take you across to the PE grounds on, on, at the at the crosswalk there. Okay, just so you know. Pia's a been... as a driver, I look at it and go, "Ugh, a light." Oh, but okay. uh, you, you as a bi- bicyclist, you're like, "Oh, a light." Yeah, that's my mindset now. <laughs> well, this is the funny thing too: is uh, both the uh, the instructors and 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 my wife uh, both were like directing me to to all these like guides for bike okay. paths and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, Pia sent me a. Uh, a map of Vancouver and all these bike bike paths. Mm. I'm just looking at them, going, "Now this makes a lick of sense to me." You just sent me a map. I don't know <laughs> what any of this. I don't know what any of this at all. Like, okay, sure. but I guess if you just see this go. is green and this is purple yeah, and this yeah. is where oh. it's really regulated. This is like uh, oh, lightly no. regulated okay. and this is mildly. Uh, and this is just street r- riding. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Uh, I'll follow you. <laughs> Yeah, here's the deal. Yeah, it really throws me back to the old. Uh, we're talking about high school. There we go. Uh, the high school fitness class where you know you have the gym teacher come out. We're gonna go down 45th and turn left at MacGuffins and then <laughs> turn up 69 and yeah. and it would just like this laundry list, this Shakespearean monologue yeah. of like street names. Sure. And that'll bring you back to uh, and that'll be your five kilometers and that'll bring you back to the school. And I'm like, okay. I'll lightly follow people, and then if I get so far behind, I don't know what's going on, I'll just walk back to the school. <laughs> That's fine, because I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I can't... Sure. Like, I don't know the streets. I don't drive. What are you talking about? You know, all these crazy I, streets. I drive, and I don't know the streets. Yeah. I Turn right on fiddle-faddle. I don't even think... Like, to me, when you drive... Like, when I drive... Like, if I'm coming here, I turn... Now I turn the street past the light they're putting in. You know what I mean? Like I, I drive yeah. by, I drive by like recognizable landmarks, and that tells me where I'm going. You know, like that house on the corner of your street. I know what that house looks like, so that's where I turn. You know. Right. So I don't really like if people have said like, "How do you get to so and so?" I'm like, "Oh well, you know, you just go down that road, and then there's that. You go down the little hill, and then there's that street light. And then you turn there by the bush." Yeah. And then, you know, like, I can't, I don't know the street. Name, all right, well, so. here's, here's me. So, like, uh, all right, ask me how you, and you just mentioned any place, and I'll tell yeah. you. How. Okay. Uh, how, how do you, you get to, and then you Yeah, how do you get to the Vancouver Library, the downtown? Practice. <laughs> how do you get to a library, really? <laughs> I guess that works. I guess that works. That's they do right. some shows there. So they right. do do some shows there. Hey. It's for horses. And also, as a greeting to people who write into the show. Okay. Maybe you should do uh, listeners' letters. What am I reading? We have a few. I know. Because we had questions. From when? We had questions last week. 
Okay, when's last week? We're, we're doing last these show. all in... Okay, but when's that? I don't know what show you're talking about. Last, last week we did a show. This is six, Last week we did 604. This is 605. Okay, so it's show, ones from 604. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> don't act like this isn't weird. <laughs> all right, well, it's just, you know. You know. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back doing this again sl- very soon. Slicky Jim. But it'll be a while before people hear it. All right, here we go. Yeah. So we got uh, two uh, two uh, letters and uh, and the questions that we asked last last time. Every time I'm looking on our page uh, for these letters, uh, there's all these creepy images that you put up of uh, horror movies. Oh, so yeah. all these yeah. like eyeless uh, people <laughs> staring at me. So the questions we were asking were, uh, how do you get rid of pests? And uh, Dave is going to the UK do you have any big plans for the summer? These are the questions that are being asked. So our friend Louise says regarding pests, ants every summer. <laughs> they climb up the side of the yes. house to the second floor and infiltrate the kitchen. Mm. Uh, we set out lids with borax and honey, which is uh, sometimes successful. We've also used Taro brand uh, liquid filled ant traps. Mm. The active ingredient, borax. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, one year... I put sugar water outside on the porch for them, and that did the trick. But I got tired of refilling it when the water evaporated. This year when they showed up, I put out an ant trap, uh, but then they suddenly all disappeared. Mm. Uh, I think they discovered our garden trimmings and kitchen scraps bin outside because it's crawling with them. Okay. Fingers crossed they keep enjoying the free buffet and leave our counters alone. And Dave, we hear in the news that the Orkney Islands is seeking more independence from the UK. I saw that. Try not to get swept up in the revolt. More from Scotland than... Or at least limit your participation to coming up with a top five song list about revolutions. (laughs) And of course, not the obvious, because that's not the Dave style. Not the style at all. All right. Uh, Then our friend Edward Draganski writes, Dave! (laughs) I didn't mean to trigger you with that random review of The Flash, comparing (laughs) it to Skidoo. It's just a dumb... It's it's a dumb analogy. You're calling it dumb? No, I'm saying the person who made the review is... It's a bold uh, choice. (laughs) Please don't take it personally, Ed. Uh, No, I just mean it's a dumb analogy to compare The Flash to... I mean, even if you don't like it, to Skidoo. It's just a ridiculous analogy. The two films are... Not only are they entirely different, the the reason that Skidoo is is bad is entirely different than the reason you might think The Flash is bad. Okay. All right. Uh, next time I'll just mention the Sex Pistols poster on the bedroom wall of some <laughs> random 80s movie. I thought it was kind of funny considering the Marx Brothers Council podcast just as a show on Skidoo, mm. which is actually fun to lampoon. You're correct, though. The 60s wasn't a fertile ground for comedy. Thank God we got Star Trek out of it. I guess. Yeah. And now we got Star Trek The Lower Decks, which is a pretty fertile ground for comedy. It's a good show. <laughs> have you have you guys out there been watching uh, The Strange New Worlds? Really good. Carol Kane. She's on it now. That's good. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that rats started showing up in my backyard after my male cat, Mr. Jinx, uh, passed a year ago. Yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Jinx. He hated Mises to pieces. <laughs> and rats to patses. That's right. Uh, these rats drive my dogs crazy when they see them. Or a pickup on their scent. Chewy, my half Maltese, half Shih Tzu, mm. <laughs> is obsessed. <laughs> Especially since Maltese dogs were once bred to hunt rodents. The rats uh, uh, were seen running along the fence. And at the top of my pergola in the back. What's a pergola? A pergola is a... A pergola is like... It's a... Um, like a... Like a well, what do you call it? Like it's like a trap. I don't know. That's Not what like I'm trellis, asking you. But it's like... Okay, so you picture like two upright parts... 
and then a cross part piece. Okay. And then you like have like plants growing I on it. I understand what you're saying. I know exactly what you mean. So I set out a few traps to solve the problem. I think I caught three in two days, but at one point, at one point, but as soon as we thought they were gone, a few months would pass and they'd show up again. <laughs> yes. I think is. since last September, the total was six of seven. Then I caught uh, two birds in the trap, so I disabled them. Mm. Uh, there was one uh, last rat I don't think I caught. He seemed to have the whole situation figured out. <laughs> and I'd find the trap sprung with nothing caught in them. Yeah, I have that problem too. We named him Einstein. <laughs> uh, once it started to warm up, some of the neighborhood cats have been prowling around during in the alley. I think that did the trick. And I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> But maybe that's the end of the rats for now. Hopefully. Uh, just like a half dozen, dozen summers before this one, not going anywhere. Can't afford it. My daughter and her husband just moved uh, back to the Dallas area from West Texas. And Susan's eldest just moved back to Texas. And we, uh, we will live in Houston after working in New Jersey for the last few years. If anything, we'll spend our time helping the kiddos get settled now that everyone has landed back here at the same time. So great to have them uh close again yeah that's great and he loved indiana jones and the dial of destiny that's all i'll say for now i uh wait uh, to hear your feedback i thought it was a terrific send-off to our intrepid dr jones and i left the theater smiling through tears over it 42 years of fortune and glory with zero regrets dave enjoy england and cheerio to all my dear sneakers thanks that i will Thank enjoy you. england uh, do we have any emails? We don't have any emails, but I would like to say a little bit about the Dial of Destiny, which I did go and see. Please on Saturday, and uh, unlike Ed, I didn't entirely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little over long. Okay, it was like an hour longer than the original one, which seems sure. seems unnecessary. And I felt, I guess, the analogy I would use. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Nope. So then, heard of it though? Yes, it's quite it's quite well known. But beside Disneyland, they opened a place called California Adventure. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that it has like kind of California-ish landmarks turned into rides. All right. And part of that is like a Palisades Park or kind of at pier, like, you know, like a end of the pier amusement park. And they have a, they have a roller coaster called California Screamin'. Sure. And it's one of those ones that were popular at the time where you start off sitting in your you know, sitting strapped in with everything over top of you, and then it just shoots you off right away. You don't, you don't, you don't have the like the until you get to the top of the, which, by the way, is better than the shooting you up because the is the actually the scariest part of any ride is the slow ascent to death. You know, like just being shot out of a cannon. You know, and the thing is, is like so you get shot out of a cannon, you go up and you go down and then you go around and then you go in a spiral. And then you keep going around, and then you hit this part where it's pretty much over. You're done. You've had your fun on the roller coaster. And then you hit this part where there's like a, a Hot Wheels kind of a thing, where it the, with you know spinning rubber wheels that push you on and give you more imp- okay. imp- impulse, and you carry on for more of the roller coaster. But you're done. <laughs> You've had enough. Like you know, like a roller coaster is only exciting for so long. After a while, you know that you're just going. You know, you're going to rock back and forth. You're going to go around a curve. Right. You're going to bounce up and down. You know, it's, it's the same over and over again. So there's limited amounts of things you can do with a roller coaster. And it's just too long. And that is my feeling about this um, Indiana Jones film is that every action scene was way too long to the point where you're just like, uh, I get it. You know, they're in 
getting chased around in their tuk-tuks. Okay. Uh. It felt weird that they had two um, uh, chases through narrow streets in a row. Yeah. And I was like, we, we one on foot. One yeah. mostly on foot. I guess so. But we've, we've just been here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the horse part is great in the first sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of fun. It's different. I mean, it's totally unrealistic, but it's fun, you know, because don't, we don't ask for realism from Indiana Jones. Yeah, the mining carts in, uh, in Temple of Doom was <laughs> yeah. not uh, that realistic. You mean the roller coaster they built in a, yeah. in a mine for some reason? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... And the horse that I cannot raise a subway train. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, just, it's fun, right? And I mean, just barely makes it out. And that was exciting. But so much on either side of that is unnecessary. And then, you know, and, if, and it also felt like every sequence, like in the original and best Raiders of the Lost Ark... As I said, the first donut. In the original one, you know, the things they're doing make sense because they need to get to a place in order to stop, to prevent something from happening. You know, but in this film, it just feels like they're traveling somewhere for a random reason, just so there's time for the criminals, or the, like the bad guys, to catch up with them. Yeah. So there can be some activity. Then they escape. They go on to another place. Then the bad guys catch up with them. There's some stuff that happens. Then they get away again. Yeah. And then the same thing. It's over and over again. It's the exact same sequence. Uh, of events and i just i just didn't do it for me i thought that the opening sequence was too long i thought that the chases were too long i loved the last act of the movie i loved the time travel element of the film oh, i thought that was great okay. sorry right. to spoil it if that's a spoiler for okay. people all right i think it's kind of in the the story is the analysis but anyway i i just love that aspect of it okay i'll put a spoiler warning um but yeah i just Thought that was great. I really liked the last part of the film, and then the and the actual denouement at, after all the activity. I thought that was good too. And I can see it's kind of like um, hitting that last chord in Guitar Hero, where you go out feeling really good. And I think that kind of helps when the movie's over. You're like, yeah. oh, that was not bad. That was pretty good. But uh, yeah, I just thought just way too long for for a movie of that of that sort, and not directed by Steven Spielberg. And I like James Mangold as a director. I think he's really good. Like, I, there's lots of films by him that I like a lot, but. I just felt like there was a lot of, obviously, a lot of studio interference in this movie. You know, a lot of people had their fingers in this pie. And, uh, eh, it's fine. Would you say it's better or worse than Crystal Skull? Well, I think the good parts of Crystal Skull are better than the good parts of Dial of Destiny. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, I think, to me, kind of the Crystal Skull is good until they get to South America. Then the movie kind of falls apart. You're and, fine with the atomic bomb in the fridge? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It's no different than the horse in the subway. With, uh, mutt? Yeah, he's okay. I, mean, I like. You know, I don't think that actor's a great person, but I think he does a fine job in the film as his character. Okay. Um, and I like that they brought back Karen Allen for that film. Yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. But at some point in the movie, it feels like everyone just kind of went, oh, well, yeah, I guess we'll have Nazis again. Yeah, it was like uh, C- CGI ants, CGI monkeys, and yeah. some CGI the thing at the very end and I'm talking about uh, Crystal Skull with this yeah. and it's just like a lot of CGI and you're like yeah, mm. okay and, and and you know I know there was a, a lot of special effects at the end of Raiders but it was practical and creepy yeah, yeah. and uh, and so much more impactful mm-hmm. than you know if you had a CGI yeah. version of that and also if if you're a Jewish director you really want to see Nazis faces get melted yeah that's a really fun they part of the film. They all had their Yeah, that's a fun Whereas part I of the film. Yeah, one of the problems... You know, here's the thing. Uh, we're near the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me throw let me throw this out there. For a question uh, for next week, uh, for me, would be like, <laughs> what's, a, what's a film series that you thought ended really well? Yeah. Like, nailed the ending. Yeah. And uh, do you have another question? No. 
Okay, then I'm going to A film series that ended really well. Okay, then yeah. And uh, what's a film series that ended not well? Okay. That ended like on the wrong foot. Mm. So it ended well and ended not well. Now, from this point on, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this movie. And we may have some slightly spoily things. So we're just giving you a little heads up. Yeah. Um, Okay. Continue. Uh, Yeah, here's my my problem. Uh, When the villains get their comeuppance, I think like in, in Raiders... Mwah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, when the vi- villains get their comeuppance in uh, in uh, uh, Temple of Doom, eh? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, uh, when the villains get their comeuppance in uh, the other one, uh, you know, Cru- Last Crusade. Yeah, nice. Okay. That works. I've, I've, I've seriously I've only seen that film once, so I don't remember it okay. very well. It's I didn't a, like it very much. The it's time. a guy who drinks from the wrong cup, and uh, yeah, okay, like, I do like that part of it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like, oh, this is good and creepy and almost like well, it's good because slow it's, motion, like that's it's stop motiony. Yeah, and so it's it feels. But it's tactile. also satisfying because it shows the hubris of the character as well, where hmm. you know they they think they understand what they're looking for and it has to be this thing that's that's expensive and gaudy and that just shows the falla- the fallacy of the philosophy that they're you know that are the beliefs that they have that they're bringing to this you know yeah whereas Indiana Jones understands the essence of what they're looking for and cho- chooses correctly right you know and it's the same thing in Raiders of the Lost Ark as well because you know it's the hubris of these people that think that they can control that they can control God, that God will work to their to their yeah big big concept yeah right yeah. then you get like the fourth the 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 you know Crystal Skull yeah eh, it just feels like you're trying to do the first movie mm. and it's a shocking thing but it's all CGI and who gives a and shit it doesn't make any sense like there's no no there's no like hubris that ends up at the, the results in the comeuppance besides wanting to like control like think you could know what aliens are about or whatever but yeah, it doesn't instead, feel like instead to me what what it should have been uh, with that one is okay so now you want uh, to know about aliens and this kind of thing well your yeah. minds aren't ready for it yeah so it's they're going to show you all the wonders of the universe it's going to drive you fucking crazy yeah yeah like it'll make your brain explode yeah you shouldn't yeah your face shouldn't melt but you should you should be like a yeah a, you should be like a babbling yeah you know yeah, uh, brook yeah. at the end of that <laughs> that works and yeah. it, and in this one you know when the villains get their comeuppance not saying what happens uh it's like meh you yeah. know it's just like yeah it's just a standard death yeah, I did. It's like no, you need the yeah. irony. You yeah, need the... you do need the irony. I didn't mind it because I like that they knew. You know, like they do. They tried everything they could, and then this is kind of like, oh, we're, you know, we're done. But I did kind of enjoy that part of it. But I agree with you that it's not satisfying in the sense that uh, there should have been. Yeah. Yeah, so. there's an argument too to be made for, and I've got to keep this vague. But there's an argument uh, to be made with the first uh, Indiana Jones movie, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, that uh, if Indiana Jones did nothing, the same ending would have occurred. So nothing he did yeah, really yeah. made a difference. Sure. This movie, literally a character goes, well, this was always going to happen. Mm. So, you know, whatever, you had no free will. Yeah. Nothing you did made a difference. Yeah. Everything is just played out here. Well, I don't know if that's true. I mean... It, you always would have done you, this. Well... It's not that you always would have. You're still you're still impelled by what who you are to do what you're doing because mm-hmm. you don't know what the outcome is going to be when you start this journey. But what has occurred? It's it's the opposite of the uh, or uh, yeah, know, opposite of like your standard time travel thing where you go back and you can affect the past. Mm-hmm. They really clearly lay out. Yeah, you can't affect the past. The past has already occurred. But this was all secular. But you can. But it already has affected the future. Yeah. So whatever is existing in the future, you're not going to change. But by doing what you're doing, yeah. you are affecting 
you are affecting the you future. You did, but you didn't have a choice in in what you did because it was always going to happen. Like the sure. thing that happened in the past happened before he was born, mm. so he was always destined to do it. It's a dial like, of destiny. It's a dial of destiny. You had no choice. <laughs> this yeah. all was going to happen, or nothing would it have is, happened. It is a paradox of time travel. Yeah, That's and and the yeah. problem with the paradox of time travel stories is, oh well, then all the agency is taken away by the end. I don't agree with that though, because I think even if your life is set, like even in the sense like that. Your whatever the end of your life is, it's already like set in the future. You still are impelled by your character, by by exigencies, by whatever happens in your life mm -hmm. to make choices, whether moral or immoral choices or whatever. How we want to frame that? Right. Whether you behave bravely or coward, you know, in a in a less than brave manner, whatever you do will affects your life. The fact that. The ending is already written. Doesn't make that any different. You still are in within your situation, making and, and acting to your best of your knowledge to to how the or to your best lights. Like to me, it felt like uh, you know there was a character who was literally describing this. Always would have happened. This is what yeah, yeah. what occurs. And then you know it's the old thing of like someone gives them something that actually makes the thing occur. Yeah. But then you've got a character then you know Indiana Jones. Who is then saying, I want to make this choice. Mm. It's like, well, we've just established that there is no choice. <laughs> so, mm. you know, you're, 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 you're saying you want to do this thing. So, you know, real, realistically, either you have yeah. or you haven't. Because either yeah. you did this and in the past this occurred yeah. or it didn't. But either way, the only thing that can happen now is whatever happened in the past. But I mean, you still, so you, have an, you still, you still, have, you still have to make a choice, even if your choice is to do. But it doesn't matter do, because it, it already, does, but, it's already locked in. You have yes. one road; you can't deviate sure. from that road. History is one road. Yeah, yeah. So you go like, I'm going to turn right or left. Well, you can think that in your head. Yeah. But right or left has already been determined. But you before you were born. But it's not though because yeah. you are in the moment. You are making a choice. Like if if there is no in the moment though. There is though. No, because the past and the future both exist simultaneously, and they have to link together. And so that's the road. You can't make a choice, and you can't make a third choice. Well, yes, but then, you but you can. Choice. It's just that your choice has already been determined. Outside of your knowledge, but you still within that within that your existence, you have to make the choice. But if he okay, this was the weird thing too, because then later on she goes, "You would have fucked up history, basically, if you'd done this thing and mm. uh, you know that he wanted to do." And it's like, no, he couldn't because it would have happened no. no matter what. Yeah. But okay, fair enough. We're gonna go. We're gonna go with uh, with with that idea. It's just yeah. weird to you know, are things predestined? Or are they, is there free will? And you're saying that both exist simultaneously. Yeah, they do. Because the free will is what influenced it. But yeah. no, because <laughs> if he did do the thing he wanted yeah. to do, yeah. none of this would have occurred. It couldn't have occurred because the world would have changed radically by having this one person, yeah. you know, uh, as this extra sure. factor in it. Sure. So it doesn't really. That makes no sense. Also, but yeah, but it's the, the only reason excuse. it didn't. Oh, the sorry, reason yeah. it didn't happen though is because he didn't stay. Right, that's what determines so how the future is no different. So there's no way he could have stayed. Well, yes, he could have, well, but the future would the future would have been different. No, but he couldn't have because then they none of this would have occurred. Well, no, but like him, but going, if he him did, going but, to the past no. wouldn't have occurred if he'd stayed. Yeah, but if he had made a different decision, then yeah. the future would have been different. No, it wouldn't have. That's yes. the thing. No, yes, it would. No, you're completely wrong. Like, but if, he's influencing the future from the past, right? Mm -hmm. So if he stayed, yeah, then he would have influenced the future to be different. And then he wouldn't in the future. Yeah. First of all, he wouldn't have been born. Uh, everything would have. Everything. <laughs> well, would no, have he would occurred. still have to have existed because he wouldn't have gone to the past then. 
No, it couldn't. Because it's all it's all linked together, right? So you're saying that time itself would have uh, made sure that he was born. Well, it doesn't doesn't matter about time or whatever. There's not there's nothing that's. It would have to be there's something. No, there's no sequence. Because you've you've changed you've changed history enough that the idea that his parents would have met and would have like made love on that one have, night. They would have had to have. By who? You're saying they would have had to have because by he who? had because he had who, to. Exist. But who's influencing this? Who's there's no influence. Them? It is. It's no influence. Yes, it's something just... has to make them. You're saying no, no, no. Yes, listen People to your grammar. Meet. Listen People... to your grammar. You're saying they would have had to. So something would have made them have to. Yeah. What was that thing that makes them have to? Well, I don't know. Whatever makes you have to have a sandwich on a Tuesday, right? When you decide I'm gonna I'm have a hungry. sandwich. Yeah, I'm gonna have a sandwich. Yeah, but I'm gonna go to the ham beach. wasn't invented in this world. I'm gonna go to the beach. Ham today. Did, yeah, the beach was conquered by <laughs> Nazis. Okay. Uh, because you know history is completely different. So so I'm not going to the beach that day. Yeah. So many things would have occurred by this one person going sure. and staying there that yeah. it would have been a completely different future. And the future that but, exists currently is the one, the only one where yeah. he could have been conceived on that night and would have grown up. But, and, and then you've got but, to everyone else. Who he met had to have also yeah. been conceived. Yeah. He would have had to have still <coughs> had well, his exactly right marital problems. Exactly, all of the future all would have, have been to, it all is the same. Yeah, it all would have had to have been the same. So he would have like done something different in the past, yeah. radically different, yeah. radically different, and yet it would have had no influence on the future because the future would have had to have stayed the same no. for him to recreate the events that would have sent it him into the it past. It couldn't work that way though. What? It couldn't work that way. Because he would have could to, or couldn't. He had to exist in the future to go back to the past yeah. to influence the future. And the only thing that would make him exist in the exact same capacity and following the same storyline mm-hmm. would have been if the past was as it was. You can't alter things that much. Yeah. And then have but the you don't, same. But present. you don't know what you've altered. Doesn't right? matter if you know it or not. Because you wouldn't be You've born. already altered it. As soon as you make that choice in you know, in times Roman times to stay You've changed the future, which you already have existed. Okay, those in. of you that are listening right now, <laughs> who's right on this? Because, like, clearly, this to me feels like it, there's no way, you know, you could go back and like change things and then uh, still be born and then still go through everything emotionally yeah. that would have gotten him to the place where he would go, uh, go back and do it, the thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same world. It would have to be exactly the same world. It would. No, not necessarily. Yes, it would have to be the exactly same world and all yeah. the locations that he was in. Yeah, in the movie for so then he, for so those. Then he couldn't. He couldn't stay. He had to leave. Yeah, for, and, or, and otherwise the future would be changed. Yes, give but it, if he, give it some thought. But no, come but back to it. I I disagree because I think that you he has a choice there. He has a choice. He could stay or not stay. Well, the movie tells you different. The movie, sa- the movie literally says, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but the movie literally says yeah. this all had to happen. Yeah. And if all that had to happen, yeah. then whatever his choice was, whether it was black or white, yeah. had to have been the choice that had to happen. Mm. If the choice that had to happen had to happen, he yeah. didn't make a choice because the choice was predestined. Yeah. So that's not a choice. Yeah, that is. Well, but I mean, that's. It's the illusion of choice. But it's not a choice. Yeah, yeah. We've turned into John Kelvin. There you go. Predestination. Here's here's my biggest problem uh, with it, and also almost made my wife walk out. Which was um, you had a character off the top who was a, a CIA agent, mm-hmm. and she and she was there, and like everyone else is being a full on goon. Yeah. And you know they're shooting uh, Indiana Jones's friends. Yeah. 
and it's like, huh, that doesn't yeah. feel super good. Uh, and uh, and she's seeing all this occurring, and she's having definitely ethical problems with it. Sure. So it's like, oh, she's trying well, to do her job, but right. But her job isn't so so savory. So she's the character basically in a James Bond movie mm. who's working for the villain. Yeah. Who then takes a turn and then ends up working with the heroes. That's okay. her journey, yeah. or something along those lines. Sure. So instead, like uh, you see her like later on, and she's like. Yeah, this is uh, this is just wrong. What's going on? Yeah. Okay, well, you're dead. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That was a weird arc. Why did you give her all this character and set things up? Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's weird also that it's you know the one like you know black woman who's in there and like oh she seems like an interesting different character sure. and you know no gone oh mm. weird it is what weird. was what was that about it is kind of odd isn't it because you wouldn't I I feel like we wouldn't be talking about this if it was like a white guy that was going through that and got shot you'd be like it would still be a weird thing for a character to start a character arc yeah clearly because you know look we've seen action movies we know how this goes yeah you know uh whenever you have someone who's the one person who's a little bit different you have the smee Mm -hmm. you know who's like a little bit different in captain hook's gang yeah smee's gonna do something at some point yeah that's gonna help the hero whether you know it's like a goofy thing like a smee or it's gonna be someone who just goes yeah, I never uh, uh, Miss Tessmacher in uh, in Superman. Okay, you know where she's like, why can't I get it on with the good guys? And takes the kryptonite off Superman. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. her. That's her arc, and yeah. that's interesting. It sure. makes her different than Otis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just yeah, like you set odd. something up and you didn't pay it off. What's weird is is how startled the bad guy looks when he does it too. Like he literally looks like shaken mm. by what he did. And he kind of has to shake it off because, you know, yeah. I'm also in a gang of bad guys. Yeah, we're going to be spoiling stuff from this point on, so just, <laughs> just a heads up. So it's kind of, it's a very, it is a tonally odd part of the right. film. You and have it would have a... worked better if there was, if we understood, like, that she was being pressured into the situation by some kind of less than than stellar up, higher ups mm-hmm. who were keeping her in this, you know, well, you got to stay with, with these guys, you know. Yeah. And she was forced in the situation because, you know, she's trying to do her job. She has, you know... Uh, she has to prove something because she's a black right. woman working for the CIA. How many were in the sixties? How many people like in the sixties were doing that job? Not very many, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, and really, she could be doing even less savory things. She could be like infiltrating, yeah. infiltrating Black Panthers and stuff like that, and turning those guys in. You know, so it feels like like it's an unsavory kind of situation yeah, that she's, she's in. An interesting character that you get rid yeah, of. Yeah. Uh, it's but all... at the same time, you're kind of like, where can she go after that though? Like, join. We already have like. Like well, three characters, because you know that Indiana Jones is going to probably retire at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So you've got another female character who's there, who's who's kind of interesting. Yeah, the two of them could like somehow like become friends mm-hmm. and like you know she's like I gotta arrest you. Yeah, you can try to arrest me if you want, and then by the end you know they're actually buddies. Or fuck, they could like you know be attracted to each other. You know you, that's 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 fair enough. Yeah, you know there's there's a lot that you could do there. I think I think thematically the idea of you know uh, America's in the space race. Uh, and they're ethically compromised because they work with Nazis. Yeah, yeah. You know, with uh, Operation Paperclip. So, mm-hmm. you know, this guy is the Werner von Braun. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so Indiana Jones goes, hmm, you know, uh, he's not he's not big on that. And so you've got the CIA there. She's the CIA. And she's having to work with some pieces of shit. Okay, that's a nice, interesting ethical dilemma. That's what America's going through. Mm. What do you do? How much do you give to the nice Nazi person who helped you with the rocket to space yeah you know it's a means to an end there's ethical questions there's a lot you can play with 
I think like one of the bigger problems is uh, I, I'm forgetting the name of the character, but she's the one Phoebe uh, Waller Bridge. Bridge. She clearly should be Marcus's godchild. That's the setup. Is like the only yeah. Way why that... wasn't Marcus? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guess, because Marcus is because the actor played Marcus is dead, and we can't have the previous scene. But we could because it's How? a young it's a young Marcus, so we could have had like a young actor playing a young Denim Elliot. Yeah, though you've got Indiana Jones getting the CGI deal. And so if it's not Marcus, then also getting the CGI deal. Oh, that's so, awful. Or you go full that is, CGI. That's another now, terrible part of that film. And now the... we, and now we've, and now you got like Princess Leia in Rogue One, you know, and and, and that kind of stuff. So that, that's that's the problem. You needed an actor who you could. That that sequence when he and Basil come out of the water and they talk, and then Indiana Jones walks off, and you see the back of of uh, Harrison Ford like this doddering old man. You know, it doesn't matter what face you give. It's just the same with the problem they had with Robert De Niro in, in The Irishman. Irishman yeah. You know, when he's kicking the guy on the ground and it's like a 78-year-old yeah. guy trying to kick someone, it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same as when he was a vital 20-year-old in Mean Streets. I, you know? Yeah, I didn't. I, I really like the opening and I really like the, the ending. I liked all that and then mm. the middle, for me. Uh, <laughs> I just thought the beginning was just too long. Like It just went on and on forever. I, like, I would have liked the whole movie to have been that, frankly. Like, uh, just like, just do it. It's just, to me, it's just like a, a, a roller coaster ride that just never ends. And to, and to me, that's boring. Like, uh, like if you just have no pacing to a movie, you know. And, well, it's one of these where there's no real stakes because, you know, he's fine. And there is one, <laughs> there's problem. a thing where you've got like Toby, uh, do you know what his last name is? Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Uh, where he's like, I can't do that. I can't go up up there. Yeah. And it's like, come on. And then by that point, he's just walking around like he's like got <laughs> magnet boots. He's fine. It's like no big deal at all. Yeah, like he, the first, he yeah, should be scared the whole time. Yeah, I yeah. want to see what's happening to Toby. Yeah. Like Toby's a mess. And also, yeah. I'm not sure Toby's not going to turn into a Nazi. Yeah. Like I don't know what Toby's deal. I've seen Toby become a Nazi. <laughs> you know, I, that's my first thought when I see him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it 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 should have been Marcus. And so instead, what you've got is like, you know, hey, this is my friend and this is my goddaughter. Okay, well, even goddaughters. Okay. Hey, you know, this is, so, you know, I, I really care about her and it's not going to be sexual, folks. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it should have completely been him. So I you're did, introducing I did this. like that, that it was, you know, he still had like a. Well, I guess they just need a young person there who can do stuff because Harrison Ford would like break to pieces if he actually did any. Any real sense. And that's the other problem with the movie. Like, what's so great about Raiders of the Lost Ark is how active Harrison Ford was in the film. Like, doing, mm-hmm. you know, some of the more modest stunts and stuff like that. He did them. Yeah. You know, and now he can't. And that's not, nothing against him. If he could, he would, I'm sure. But he's, you know, he's an old guy. And, you know, like, the slightest jarring or whatever is going to, like, send him to the hospital for two weeks, you know, and shut down yeah. the production. So it's... You know, like even on the horse, it's a facial, like they, they pasted his face onto the person riding the horse. Well, they have a, a nice picture that's online right now of the um, Harrison Ford mask that the stunt person okay. wore. And okay. it's, yeah, it looks like, a, that sure. looks like Harrison Ford. Sure. That's good. And I'm sure they tweak it a little bit with CGI as yeah. well. And I liked also, I liked when he was wearing like the undershirt you know, in the in the apartment and just seeing like time has passed mm, yeah, and yeah. him yelling at the, at yeah. the kids and it's just like, yeah. So we have a cranky old man. And then when you first go out into the streets of New York, yeah. I know it's a bit over the top, 
but it was like, oh, it's nice being in the past. This is it. This is kind of interesting. All yeah. right. And yeah. I like the stuff with him teaching and that he's not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's also good. I thought of, I thought a mistake was not having a teacher who was the cool teacher now who was like oh, he was yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also, that's the guy you shoot. Uh, and then we're all <laughs> fucking fine with it. You know? And yeah, him, just, yeah. him just going like, he just comes across as a creep. It's like, this was you. So yeah. stop that's, it on it. That's funny. Yeah, because you had said that about the, the agent being shot. Um, I was watching the film thinking like, oh, is this was this murder? This is bad, but is it that terrible? And then, and then when that happened, I went, oh, this is the sequence. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I was a, yeah. that was kind of disappointing, and I also don't think they had a legitimate uh, character turn for uh, Briggs. You know, for her character, whereas like she went from you know uh, letting him die, like he was like behind a you know a cage thing with all the yeah. villains coming out yeah, yeah. and shooting people like crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like gotta go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well you're a real sack of shit. So we're starting, <laughs> and you can be a sack of shit. Yeah, we can start from this point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, she's leaving like she's just getting him in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, no, no, you're <laughs> leaving him to die. Okay. You know, yes. when does this character then become the love, the lovable, likable rogue? Yes. that they have to be. Yeah, like oh, really, because. We find out like she consorts with gangsters, so like she's friends of murderers mm-hmm. in in Morocco or wherever they go to, and then um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like when when does she turn? Yeah, it's not clear. Yeah, you're and right. then the problem then is it's she's just she's a, there. She's got a sidekick. Yeah, so it's like who's also immoral. Right, but then she could be, the thing could be like she wants to protect him. And so her moral turn is yeah. she could either take the money or save the kid. Yeah. She saves the kid. Okay, that's the start of this. Mm-hmm. There we go. We're all right. Yeah, yeah. They don't have anything like that. No, it's just kind of like she's here. We might as well like her. Mm-hmm. Might as well put up with her. And I'm not super big with the kid murdering somebody, you know, in kind of a like, ugh, way. Yeah, he kills like uh, one of the goons, one of the main goons. On the boat? No, under under some water. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like mm. leaves them to die in like a. Well, that's like all you need for that is yeah. then you know, thinking that the, he's he's trapped the guy. Then the guy just breaks out because like he's a giant muscle man. And then something happens where the guy himself fucks his own, yeah. his own shit up. Yeah. And then gets taken away. That would be fine. And then we're all right with it. Yeah. But the way it is is just like leaving someone to die kind of gruesomely and it's like nah, well the big know. the bigger problem with that is you introduce this big guy and he and in, in indiana jones don't have like a have a fight i know they can't really fight but there should be like a moment that we come back to like the giant guy in, in, right. in the, at the airport at the airport in the first film yes and you know the part i thought would have been perfect was when they reveal that that ramp like the the ramp turns down and all the water goes down it that the guy should have been standing there mm-hmm. indiana you know makes it you know, makes the thing like whatever pushes the lever, or whatever, and then it, you know, then it makes the ramp, and then that bad guy slides down. So instead of because he can't fight him, yeah. he's eighty-seven. So we know that, and so instead of he just does something that's cunning, you know, and sends a guy down to his water, watery death or whatever. Sure, but we don't have to see it. We just he's gone. And we or even to... even more so is like it looks like he's going to fight the giant guy. Yeah, and then like 
turns and goes through like a little door or whatever that's there or a crack that's small enough for him because we've seen he's very svelte now. Yeah, yeah. He's an old man and short. <laughs> and like he couldn't go through that door, you know, and then yeah. like, you know, have to take his hat off and then pull his hat through. And and the guy's like, no, he's just too big to, to go through it. But you have to get rid of the character though because he's always going to be a threat then through the, through the rest of the Oh, sure, sequence. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually you have to get rid of the big guy. But you want, if you want to do like a confrontation scene, yeah. that's how it is. And then Indiana Jones runs away because... Because Indiana Jones, when he's going up against the boss level, yeah. uh, you know, beats them by trickery yeah. or by gun. And that's a joke. Um, <laughs> and they do not, the, the scene with him and the whip and everyone else has a gun was pretty good. That's yeah. like, all right, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so her her character arc, where where is it? Uh, the kid's character arc, I don't know. He's just kind of <laughs> along, along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, she should also be Marcus's uh, uh, da- daughter. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what her dad's problem was. Like, she seems to think, like, the only thing that solves problems is cold hard cash. So, like, did her dad die poor? Were they broke? Because uh, I don't think they really set that up at all. Um, but, yeah, she seems to feel like, you know, so- she's avenging her dad through her actions and instead... There's really nothing connecting that to that. So yeah, it's weird. It's weird motivation. Yeah, I was trying to look up the name of the the screenplay writers to see what else they wrote. Because I feel like they're there's two guys that write. Like they're two brothers, mm-hmm. and I just feel like their filmography is not stellar. Yeah, didn't it feel too when they went down to like the thing with all the eels? You know, there's all that setup of just like here's the thing about eels. When they bite you, they won't let go. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, geez, well, someone's going to get bitten by an eel for yeah. sure. And why, nope, they're why, fine. Why isn't there a bad guy down there to get bitten by the eels? Yeah, the bad, bad guy gets bitten by these. Or Indy grabs an eel and uses it as a weapon against a bad guy, and <laughs> yeah. then it grabs onto the guy, yeah. and it's almost like he's using a whip. There you go. Yeah. It's like, but that, they, that's they're fine. trying to do They're trying to do an aquatic play on the I don't like snakes thing, though. That's Sure. But it doesn't really work then, because then it's Indy too chaotic can, but and then you can't Indy, see anything. Yeah, but then Indy can do the thing where like he actually grabs like the equivalent of a snake and uses one as a weapon. That would be fine because he's got a whip. But the other problem is they set up two things. They set up one, uh, when an eel grabs you, you know, it'll bite you and it mm. won't let go. Okay, so we've set that up. Yeah. And the other thing, what you got to do is... Get up within three minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> no one minute, not a second more. Yeah, yeah, not a second less. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, the villains then are going to at some point stay down too long, and when they come up, that's how Indy's going to beat them. It's because he knows the, the amount of time that he's got, and they don't know that. Well, that wouldn't work because they would be in the water li- unless you unless, unless you change... they were waiting before. Yeah, I was going to say unless you change the sequence, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or or. Yeah. You set up like, there's the treasure you want, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and then they leave knowing it's three minutes and they're like, ah, we've got the treasure. Thank you. So they get the treasure and then they're swimming up, having taken past the three minute mark. And then we see what the bends are. Yeah. And then the eels attack them. (laughs) And it's like, then we're fine. But you set up two fucking things and then nothing. Yeah. I hope that they get the, they get the bends. The eels attack them and then the camera pans over and there's a little boy peeing in the water. (laughs) Just the final insult though. All right. Well, I think I, you know, despite, despite what I said, I think I would still give the film like three stars. I think. Okay. And that would be my rating, three out of five. Here's my other technical. Or six out of ten. Here's a, here's my other technical point. And again, it's a little bit of a spoiler. When you find out, uh, you know, it's just like, oh right, it was this thing. He didn't know about this, which is why things are all screwed up, and the destination isn't going to be what you think it is. Yeah. I'm like, okay, 
But if that affects the destination, does any does the fact that Earth is going around in space? And like he didn't know that either. Like it feels yeah, yeah. like what's going to happen is you're going to open up a black hole, like a, like a hole into space, because you didn't know that Earth was rotating yeah. around other things. You know, I mean, the thing you bring up is a thing. But like, why is that the constant? Mm. You know, if you're actually going straight location, that makes that makes it a little. Yeah, I don't know where Archimedes fell on on that at the time because it it was there were people there were ancient astronomers who 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 um, who theorized that the Earth went around or the Earth went around the Sun. So mm-hmm. it depends where Archimedes fell on that particular dispute mm-hmm. at the time because it does, it's not an obvious thing. You know, like obviously, if you're just going by like you know observation. Just plain observation. You're like, obviously, the sun's going around the Earth. We can all see that. Like we can see it's going right. over top of us. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Who knows? You know what? It's just for fun. It's just for fun, and some the, some of the fun bets were fun. Again, yeah. Start good to me, <laughs> and you said too long. Yeah. And uh, good for me. Uh, that's that's all fine and good. The concept. Uh, I, I mean, there was just a one of those um, pitch meeting things <laughs> where they broke down what would have had to have happened at the end for that ending to have worked. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's just like, basically, Harrison Ford's in a coma. Yeah. Like, for an extended period of time, to the point where you don't just go, Ugh. it's like, no. Why is he in a coma, sorry? Well, because he got a... on the Oh, okay. For... Long, like have to be days okay you know and i was like oh, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. good for an old man yeah oh i see what you're saying yes yeah. yes <laughs> yeah those are the sort of things that when those things happen to old people it's like immediately downhill you're like oh it's so terrible they broke their hip because they're so they're so lively and fun before that and after yeah. they broke their hip oh it was all downhill again we're going with the uh th- i'm going with the theory that when he drank the uh the the cup yeah uh, in the third movie uh, it, it it spruced him up a bit, where he's a, okay. a bit more on the ball than your stand than Harrison yeah. Ford, let's say. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That you know, yeah. he's but I mean, he's a, he's an action man. He's a superhero. He's not just a yep. He's not just a regular human being. I think we established that in the first film when he rode a submarine to the destination. Right. Even if it was went on the surface, that's still riding on the, on top of a boat. Right. <laughs> in all in all in all manners of weather and. Uh, in situations so anyway like i say there's elements of it that i also enjoyed but mm-hmm. overall i was just a little disappointed i felt like this was the last chance to like really you know go out with, with a bang and if you think of that film with the amount of stuff in it only an hour shorter it's even better <laughs> i don't mind a long movie i'm fine with those <laughs> oh i don't mind long movies if there's a reason for it but if it's just the reason is just to make things go longer i just don't see the point in it all right I'm uh I have I get bored easily. So if you're doing something that's boring me, then mm-hmm. I will be bored. Okay. And to me like doing the same thing over and over again for like five, ten minutes is boring. <laughs> Here's a real quick um saw the uh I think it was called Rise of the Beast, the Transformers movie. My uh, apologies. No, it's really good. Oh really? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um I don't like I haven't liked the oh, Transformers maybe. movie yet. Yeah. I thought it could have been better. Sure. But yeah, I saw it with my sister-in-law, and we both came out of it just going, that was better than I thought it would be. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. it was. I mean, there's flaws. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. It was fine. So, uh, yeah, if you're thinking of, like, uh, you know, seeing a cheap movie or something, some of those are cheap yeah. movie night, uh, go check that out. 
If you uh, go in with low stakes, make sure mm-hmm. that you go in with expectations low. Yeah. That's the thing. That's my elemental review as well. Go in with expectations low, and sure. then you'll enjoy it. If you go in with expectations high, then it's all down. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you go in with low expectations, it comes up a bit. Yeah. All right, everyone. We've got a question for next, not next week. We have a question for uh, one, two, three weeks from now. So on episode seven, sorry, six, zero, eight. <laughs> Come on with those. Come on with those answers. I mean, you could, of course, you can still write to us for the next shows, and we'll we'll go back and read whatever you know comments you make on episode six hundred six and six hundred seven, even though they've already been recorded. And we'll. Be I refuse to read them. <laughs> They're out of continuity. They are destined. <laughs> some some such. So we will, uh, yeah. And if you want to write to us, you can go to our website. It's called sneakydragon.com. Mm-hmm. And on the website, you will find the show, and then you'll find underneath the show a place for your comments. Leave them there. <clears throat> if you'd like me to read your comments on the show or just write in in a different way, we have an email address at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can go to our Facebook page. It's called Sneaky Dragon. We are still on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. And we have a Patreon presence, which is also Sneaky Dragon. We appreciate any help people can give, and we thank those who do. Um, so I guess that's it. Yeah. Let's pretend like we're not going to record one right after this. <laughs> yes, that's Let's right. Let's be cool. The night's over. We're just going to have dinner, and I'm going to go home and have a rest. Mm-hmm. I deserve it. Yep. All right, everyone. We'll see you soon. I'm going to enjoy England, by the way. I'm Good. looking forward to this trip a lot. Yeah, send me a postcard. I I shall. Yeah, postcards are fun. They are fun. They are fun. I once sent you one of a, of a goat wearing a sweater from the Orkneys. Was it, was it its own, made from its own wool? I don't think so. It was just weird that a, uh, I don't know, actually, I think it was a sheep wearing a, it was a sheep wearing a sweater. Okay. That found, I found it as a postcard in the Orkney, so I sent it to you. Nice. Because it was so redundant, but kind of fun. <laughs> All right, everyone. I will we'll be back uh, in a week with a show that we recorded last week. And then we'll be back a week after that with a show we recorded tonight. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs>